What's going on, everybody? Working on tonight's show on Generation X Gaming, episode 236. We're going to be talking about Xbox. We're going to be talking about rumors about Microsoft. Uh, I'm sorry, rumors about Marvel Avengers. We're going to be talking about Elite Dangerous. We're going to be talking about Starfield leaks. We're going to be talking about the new Fallout update. We're going to be talking about Xbox. How much storage do you actually have? We're going to be talking about Amazon's new streaming service competing with xCloud and Stadia. That's right. Stadia is still here. Stadia is still here. Uh, a couple other other topics we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about a story about Cyberpunk and how they're doing crunch. So we're going to talk about that as well. And we're going to be talking about the Spider-Man uh, problem happening right now with the remaster. We can't do anything about it, but it is what it is. And we're going to talk about why they did what they did and my speculations on why they actually did what they did. All that and today... On tonight's show, Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We'll be live in about five minutes. Thanks for tuning in.
two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I just noticed the title. I don't know why it says that, Skippy. We'll we'll fix that in just a second. I appreciate you. Um, those of you that don't know, we here live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, on our new home here on YouTube. Just the podcast, Generation X Gaming, is on the on YouTube now. Uh, it makes it much easier after the show. It just goes straight uh, up, and you can watch the past broadcast. I don't have to upload or edit or do anything uh, to it, so I do appreciate that uh, on my end. On today's episode, we're going to be talking um, a little bit about Bethesda. We're going to be looking at uh, Luna, the new streaming service from Amazon. We're going to be talking about Microsoft's Xbox, how much storage you actually have. We're going to be talking about a Spider-Man debacle, I believe. Right. There's a lot of people that don't care and other people. I just want to know the truth. We're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Jason Schreier wrote an article about Crunch. We're going to go over that. Other than that, uh, lots of other little stories along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Long time no see. What was it? It's only been, it's only been a week. <laughs> Has it been longer than that? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. By at the speed, what's that? Unimaginable at this point. Right, I said it goes by so quick. Oh yeah, yeah. It's October. We're on October first. October, October first. Which, which yeah. reminds me, I have to. I don't know why. I'm trying to get used to moving over to to um to YouTube, and I make the title in my software, which then I go live. But then for some reason. It doesn't. It doesn't keep the, the the title that I'm trying to put. So it's a little. It's a little weird. But the good news is, all the audio and visual stuff works. <laughs> so for now, th- right, right for now. <clears throat> so, oh, and before I went live at six o'clock, I I turn on my computer, I open up OBS, and I realize that my whole. OBS settings for everything is completely gone for G- Generation X Gaming. So all this layout here, let me show you the new layout that we have because I had a, I had to shove stuff together. Here's our our, our, our new uh, layout here. So we're off to the side of of the news stories now. When we when we show that, uh, I had to redo everything. Literally, that talk to Sarge on the on the uh, with the stories that we we're doing on today uh, on episode two thirty six. Those of you that are new. We're live on YouTube, 8 p.m. Eastern, okay? Right here on YouTube.com slash 30 and still gaming. You can watch us live at 30 and still gaming dot live. Um, and then after the show, this ends on YouTube, and then I start streaming again over on Twitch. Um, what that does is we're trying to bring up the subscribers up over here on this side for the live views and such, and then Twitch is separate. So we're making content for YouTube. We're making content for Twitch, and that's what we're doing. All right, Sarge. So... What have you been? Uh, what have you been playing? What have you been doing? Have you been playing Marvel Avengers? You still you're still diving back right into Destiny two. I, li- I I play a Marvel Avengers a little bit. 
because I don't like all the freezes. Every time I'm in the middle of doing something really important that I think is important, it ends up locking up or freezing, and I lose like 20 minutes. And I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything. When when's the last time you played? Uh, a couple of days ago. Because they've 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 made a couple of uh, patches, and I've sure. I've been I've been pretty stable the entire time. The only thing I, that's happened to me one time is that uh, I was doing a hive. And I was on the last floor in the last room and not everyone was spawning in. So then I had to reset, do it again, and it still didn't happen. And then I just started the hive over again and then it worked fine. The the only the only way I can describe it is this is I wanna like the game. But if I keep playing it in this state, it makes me want to hate it and then I, oh, I got you. play it. Yep. So I would rather not play it now, <laughs> let them patch it, and then when I go back and play it, it fucking work. So I'll continue to play it more than to put it down and say, I'm not playing this. It's garbage. Right. No, I got you. Yeah, it's de it's definitely uh, takes the, the wind out of your sail when you're playing a game and all of a sudden it just doesn't work. Um, there's a lot of haters with this game. Um, I don't know if you if you watched Angry Joe's review of it. It t here, Here's my thing, though. As a game reviewer, if you don't like a certain type of game, is it law? That you have to play it anyway, just so you can make a video of it. <clears throat> like he doesn't like live service games, right? But we keep buying them, right? Because he keeps reviewing them and he keeps doing stuff of them anyway. And I just, you know, you didn't like Destiny. You know, you didn't like Division. You know, you didn't like Destiny Two. You know, you didn't like Division Two. You know, you didn't like Anthem. You know, you didn't like Warframe. And yet, now you're doing this. And at that point. Before that point, right? I I think one yeah, the chat's saying that he needs the clicks, and I don't think he needs the clicks. Okay, at, at some point, I think the core of his audience, and it's not just J Angry Joe, by the way. It's there's other YouTubers that do the same thing. It's like if you don't like something, why put yourself through it? Just just come on a video and go, yeah, I'm not doing a review of it. I didn't like the game, so uh, there's no review of it, and just move on. His earlier stuff, now he's been a YouTuber for like 12 years, 13 years. I used to love him bitching and stuff about a game because it was funny. But now it seems like it's more forced and like he's just trying to just be angry about something instead of actually being angry. Like, obviously, he doesn't like these types of games. So he's doing it because that's the MO of what his character that he's created, right? Yeah, but that's but that's his that's his mo. Right, I mean, that's his that's mo. What it is, that's what it is. But you can see the love. He actually actually almost says it in the actual video. I watched it. He's like, I I have no. He just didn't want to play anymore. He had no drive to play it. Like he just didn't like it. Where he rather go play Fast and Furious Six because it was actually a really bad game. You see what I'm saying? Like. It was a it was a fun bad game, and he actually enjoyed playing it because it was bad. This is just a broken state he was talking about, and he hates the microtransactions, and he hates all this other stuff. And it just felt like it was forced instead of like his normal stuff. Like he actually is passionate about what he does, what he's doing. It, it just it depends on the streamer. Like we all know, it's a business. At the, at the, when you started streaming, you were a kid, and as the stream grows and you and you actually do well. It's not for fun anymore. It's an actual business. And all the, all the things that relate to business become involved. So it's not all about what you're interested in or if you're having fun anymore. 
But if you've made this space for yourself to be your income and this is how you survive in life, then you start bending where you were because you have to get certain things done. It's completely understandable. Right, right. Right. However, when it comes to, and we've discussed this many times, when it comes to reviewing games, it's a very it's a very niche type of it's not it's not like reviewing like a song or or like a movie. It, it, how, how do I explain this in a correct way? So if I don't like something about a game, it might be because that's not the kind of genre of game I like. Right. But but as a as a quote unquote uh, game journalist who takes the time out to play a game to review it, review it for the community. I, I haven't seen I haven't really seen one one journalist who reviews a game for the game without putting some type of bias in it and no basis, no, no, no basis of fact. You're talking about stand. an actual journalist, not a blogger or like a YouTuber uh, well, and stuff like that. I'm just like talking that. about if, if, if you say you're going to review a game, okay, there has to be a skeleton to work. Skill off up of. does a pretty good job of it, right? You have to have a skeleton to work off of, right? Either it's a, it's a, either it's a game genre or it's the type of program or, whatever you want to call it. But if you take, for instance, for instance, if you were to take, and I'm not saying this is how they should do it, but I need to get some kind of example here. If I were to take whatever game of the year was, right, for the last year, last year, whatever the game of the year was, let's say it was a first-person shooter, okay? Just to say. Um, now, if I'm comparing to the first-person shooter, it would be completely okay to use game of the year first person shooter to say what this game does better or worse than what game of the year did. Right. That's right, a complete okay. legal way of doing it. Right now, I guess we'd have to go by game of the year for each type of genre. Some people like games a certain way. Some people like mechanics a certain way. In right. A game, right. What I talk about when I, when I look at a game and I'm, I'm going to critique it is is it broke? Is the mechanic that's entitled that's entailed in the game is it broke? If it's broke, it doesn't matter if you like it and I don't. Okay, right. The mechanic in the game is broke. Checkmark broke. Right. Now we move on to the next thing. Right? Is the story good? Some people like the story. Some people don't like the story. Now we're getting involved into movie stuff. However, if I go by what the story is that they gave me. And I'm listening to the story that they gave me. If I find 75 plot holes in the story that I'm looking at, right. not because I don't like right. the character or whatever else, but the plot holes and just it's it's garbage. Then the story is broke. Check, it's broke. Right. Everybody wants to put the flag on the ground and defend what they feel is a good or bad story. That's not what we're talking about. If you're going to review a game, you have to review it based on the game itself. What the game was trying right. to accomplish. Not, Did it do a good not job? Not past games, not another right. type of game, just the game right. itself. Right. Like, is is the game doing what it's supposed to do? Like, is the game doing what it was entire what they said it was supposed to do? Right. Right. Now, games of service is harder because it's constantly moving. It. Right. It's constantly patching. Now, I I agree with a lot of the reviewers when they say they don't like microtransactions in in games of service games because you guys have to understand that they are breeding us to think that a game is a game as a service is forever broke and always being patched 
And for some reason, you believe that the money made on the games of service game isn't enough to continue making things right. or patching the game along the way that we have to put microtransactions in it to keep up the work. Plus, okay? plus Sony thinks now $70 plus the microtransactions. Right, plus so the... I don't want to rehash too much, but everything leads to the same, the same three points. Okay. A game makes money so it can make another game. Now, when I say make another game, I mean, pay for the people along the way that this game was doing. And then when they start selling the game, they recoup the money that they already paid out because they had to pay those people to work. But they're on salary now, or whatever. And yeah. now I have more money because of the profits and I invest that back into making another game. Right. Okay. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of a development team making money. I'm a huge proponent of a business staying open. What I don't like is the fact that the slow churn of trying to convince people that the amount of money that they make is not enough to sustain the business. Well, video well, video games would never have gotten this far where we're talking right me, now. Let me let me if reel you in because the, if it wasn't for the sheer amount of the game. Well, let me reel you in because you're going off on a, on a completely separate tangent from what we started on. Okay, so as a reviewer. Do you think microtransactions should be part of the review of the game? Like the game's a, a nine, a no. nine out of ten, but because it's got microtransactions, does that bring it down to no. like a seven or six? No, because you're you're, right. you're judging the game on the you're, game. Exactly. And and if the development team is supposed to make the microtransactions as part of the game that they say it was, which is it's not supposed to be a factor. I it's just something that we're well, buying. I think like, I think when reviewers do reviews now, they should really just talk about the game as the game. And then talk about it, just let you know, there are microtransactions in the game, and then this is how they implement them into the game, right? Where a lot of reviewers, they're like, this game is just broke, and it's got microtransactions on the top of it. And then you're like, was well, that part of the review? Like, microtransactions? Or I'll are you... It, Do you know what I mean? I don't know. There's a lot of people... This is why I don't review games. I don't review games. Although well, I, I would do a really good job because I am very non-bias when it comes to uh certain games i i just look just like movies right i could not like the writing or let's say the director i don't like the director but i look at it and go he did a really good job for instance ryan johnson did a shitty job with star wars but knives out he did a fantastic job i'm not going to judge him as a shitty director for the rest of his life because he ruined one of my favorite you know trilogies of a film right he just like shit on the whole trilogy but his standalone pieces i look at and go what well, he's a good director he did a really good job here he's just not a very good director for this type of stuff right so when i look at a, when i look at a game and we'll talk about avengers real quick like i look at it and go do i give it a pass because i'm a marvel fan no people think i do but i'm i'm a fan of marvel right is there another marvel game out there like this no okay am i going to take this game and compare it to destiny or compare it to warframe or compare it to division sort of okay we had a conversation the other night the major artifact happened right one of my one of my uh guys in chat stealth came in and was like i thought the artifacts were across all characters and i go why would you think that right and he goes well it's like that in other games and i was like yeah but why would you assume that because it's like that in other games when if you just look at the game and you upgrade it 
right? And then you go to another character, you're like, oh, it doesn't upgrade it, right? You would you would see it, right? Because they automatically give you the artifacts. If you complete it, it completes it for all the characters, okay? And it gives it to all your characters. Otherwise, you would have to do it all six of them and do it the, the Supreme Campaign six times just to get that artifact, right? They just give you the artifacts, and then you have to... That's the end game. The end game is the major artifact, okay? But when he said it's like that in other games, I was like, huh. And then I gave an example. I go... Well, board games are board games, right? Just because a board game, not all board games are the same. Each board game has its set of rules. Each board game has its set of stuff. And as gamers, I think we forget that because we start comparing games to other games because they're in a genre, right? There's genres in the board games, but because D&D has dice doesn't mean the dice do the exact same thing in this game as they do in that game, okay? Each game has their own set of rules. Each game has its own set of devices that it's 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 showing you and, and what you're trying to level up so when he said i was i was interested in it. i was like i was like but why would you assume that and not just play the game and try to figure it out like figure out the game and i think the problem not just what he said but i think in general i think the gaming community has a problem because we're always looking for something to compare it to right and they want well, this game does it really well. They should add that into this game. But they're not playing that other game. Remember this, right? They're not playing that other game. But they would love if that game's mechanics was in this game because it would make it better. Well, if you like that game so much, then how come you're not playing that game? Obviously, there's something wrong with that game and you're not playing it, right? So now you're trying to force feed it into this game. So you what? Don't play it? You see what I'm no, saying? I, I, no, it, it, it becomes very... It becomes very overwhelming to try to discuss the intricacies of how a person and the reasons why they like a particular make game. make yourself a little louder on your on your board right on on what makes them want to play that game there are certain genres that people flock to and then once you're in that genre if the if that genre does certain things whether it be a let's say sci-fi and then let's say sci-fi shooter and now once you have sci-fi shooter are the guns looking cool? Do the guns fire well? Are the characters cool? Do they have a backstory and right. abilities? Right? There's like a little flow chart that people go through. Now, some people like certain things for certain reasons, and other people don't. Gaming companies know this. And so I don't blame the, the viewer for thinking that one equals the other right away. It's because... That's how they get people to learn those type of games. So if like you're first to the if you're first to the key, you know, first to the game, and then you make a good shooter, then the other people who want to make a shooter have to make the shooter, oh man, we have to make it like this and then add our sprinkles of stuff on top of it, but it's got to look like this cuz look how popular this is. Right. Right? So I understand why some people might compare directly that this doesn't have this and this doesn't have that it becomes much more complicated to talk to people like that because they have their own list in their mind of the reasons why they play certain games, right? There's a, there's a list. I don't know them. I don't know them well enough. They like sci-fi. They like shooters. And they like, they like female anime characters. So if I introduce them to Bayonetta, right, I'm, they're all about it, right? Some people don't like anime. Some people don't like shooters, but if it's sci-fi, then they like it. So they'll maybe they'll play it, but not play it as long or play it for, you know, it's it, it becomes very complicated to identify what people like. You see gaming companies, what they do, 
and you see the broad strokes they make to capture as many people as possible. And then it's up to the mechanics and the details that come in after the initial release of a game from people learning the game now, learning the game, whether or not they stay in that game longer or not, right? Some people always play the campaign right. of whatever game it is because it looks cool. If it looks cool, they're going to get it. They don't care about genre or nothing else. They just like it. If it looks cool, I play it. I play the campaign. And if it's got something else to do inside the game, they're not interested. I'm not interested in what if this is. Maybe it's the mechanics. Maybe it's the characters. Maybe it's the movement. Maybe it's just they don't they just don't like it. They played the story, and but, a lot of people play that way. But my, my, my I think my issue that I have is that if I – I'm going to use a food analogy. Right. I have this really good pizza on Fourth Avenue. I'm just making up a fucking place. Right. This pizza is great. But then I try the place on Sixth Avenue and I eat the pizza. and I'm like, you know what? This pizza is not as good. If they just add this and this, it would be just as good as Fourth Ave pizza. And it's like, well, then why don't you just go to Fourth Ave pizza? Why are you trying to make Sixth Ave pizza like Fourth Ave pizza? You see what I'm saying? Why are you trying to take Destiny? and make it into Avengers or take division and make it into Avengers. Why do people want to take games that they're, that they like, like I love destiny and now I want destiny to be more like this, or I want Avengers to be more like this. Well, just play this. If you like this, go play this. It don't, don't it's try not... to change the recipe of what they're trying to do with this game to make it like other games. So you appeals to you. It should either appeal to you or it doesn't appeal to you. Yeah, but the 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 problem the problem lies in the fact that they want people to play their game. And see what what we've lost in the what we've lost now that we had in the past was when a developer released the game, the developer re released the game as the game that they intended. This is our game. This is what's going on, right? So either you liked it or you didn't. You bought it or you didn't, right? There was no in between. There was no blog post you went on and bitched about it for six weeks straight because you didn't like something about the game. Either you bought it and you liked it, or you bought it and you didn't, or you didn't buy it. Right. Okay? If a developing team releases a game, and now everyone bitches about it, and then the development team desperately tries to change their game in order to appease the vocal minority, as opposed to just sticking by what they wanted and release a game, and this is the game that we wanted because we fucking made it, Okay, and we see who our community is right now, whether or not it became more apparent because of Internet or it became more apparent because the cost of games are getting so big that they need a wide enough prop community in order to sustain them. And so this is why they kowtow to their own beliefs. Right. This is the problem that I have. I'm like, what happened to this is my game. You play it. Or you don't like it. That's cool. Right. Right. But everyone's trying to get an angle, and well, well, if you want us to play it, you're going to have to put this in it. Well, if you want us to play it, you're going to put this in it. I'm like, that's not how gaming works, right? They came up with a, they came up with an idea. They spent four years on the damn game, and this is what they got, right? I just, that's it. I, I just, I just feel like okay, so, so Jeremy Neutralizer in chat says I think it's fair that they do specific parts of the games, like saying Destiny with a Diablo three loot system would be better, but someone could also say they prefer playing a first person shooter looter shooter right that's not what i'm saying but i understand what you're saying I, I understand where exactly where you're coming from what i'm saying is it's okay to take let's say a small quality of life thing and go oh you know what would make destiny better if they had the division uh where where you had 
set loot in certain places. That's a cool, cool thing, right? That's just taking a quality of life thing and, and making that game better. But when you're like, you know what would be better if you take this this system that they have over here and bring it over here, it'd be a much better game. And it's like, well, if you like that system, then how come you're not playing that because game? Those, because the check because the check boxes didn't get them that far. That's why. The check boxes are are genre, scope, mechanics. And it's first person or third person. You have to get past, like, people have to get past those first two or three things before they get into the mechanics of the game. If all you liked about it is the mechanics that are not in the game that you played, it doesn't matter because you're not, you're not going to play that game anyway because you're, it doesn't check. The, it's not checking the boxes that you like, right? Uh, case in point, I liked, I liked Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a really good game. I don't like the Wild West. Right. I don't like it. Right. I don't like it. I find it. I find the Wild West boring. Right. I find that walking around with my HD horse testicles in the snow. Okay. <laughs> I find it boring. Okay. Yes. Does it look amazing? It looks fantastic. If 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 you told me this was the actual way the Wild West was, I believe you. That's how real it looks. I completely. I'm in down with it. But my problem is. I don't like it. I don't like the Wild West. Okay. Did I finish the game? No. <laughs> Is it a great game? Yes. But I couldn't sit in the game anymore to finish it because I don't like the Wild West. But would you? That, that is a that is a broad but, okay. statement. I, but, but, but would but you take the Wild? So many yeah, but people. would you, would you take Red Dead Redemption? Would you take Red Redemption and go, well, Red Dead Redemption would be good if it was in modern day. You see what I'm saying? You don't like the Wild West, so you want to make it more like Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk would be Red Dead would be a better game if it was like Cyberpunk. Yeah, but I, that's not what I did. I didn't say any no, of that but stuff. That's though. what I'm saying. I, people are Grand, saying Grand Theft Auto is in the exact place it's supposed to be, which is present day. Or no, that's not a few what decades, I'm saying. Though. You're missing right? my point. What the Wild West is is basically Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. Cool. I'm with you. The story's good. But I don't like the Wild West. I can't sit through it. Okay, perfect example. I said years ago when Destiny came out, I said Destiny. If a game came a uh, if a game came out with the IP of Transformers, Star Wars, or Marvel doing the exact same thing as Destiny, I say I'm in. I said I would stop playing Destiny. And here it is, Avengers to me is Destiny. So what did I do? I literally stopped playing Destiny and started playing Destiny Avengers. Okay? That's what it is. To me, that's almost exactly what it is. It's the early signs of what Destiny 1 was when I said if Marvel's Transformers, okay, or Star Wars came out with a game exactly like Destiny, I would go play that. In the exact same broken form when it came out back in 2014, okay, that's what Avengers is to me. Okay, so what did I do? I stopped playing Destiny and I started playing this. Okay, I I chose and said, you know what? This is the game I was looking for, so I'm playing it. Other people are going, it's missing something. Cool, it's missing something. But let's not shoehorn something in there because you feel like it's supposed to be in there because the, the developers are the artists. They created the thing, right? Good or bad what Destiny has in it, you took what Destiny was, and now we're we're adding stuff to it. We're not changing Destiny into Diablo. We're not changing Destiny into Division. We're not changing Destiny into... Destiny is Destiny. 
Division's division. They know where they are. People want to love this game so bad, but yet they hate it so much because it's not Destiny or it's not Division or it's not Warframe or it's not. But there are certain just there are certain aspects of those games. And you have to remember that type of game that Destiny created or that basically Defiance created. I'm not sure if there was a game before that one, but like the type of game where there is a story in the game that you play single player. And then after the single player portion of the game, you're existing in a world with other people doing the same missions or similar types of missions. And then community wise, you're supposed to try to bond with each other, uh, kind of agree on what you guys are going to do, make some friends and then attack the stuff or do the missions together. I understand what they were trying to do, but at the same time, it's a new this the game is still relatively the genre is still relatively new in, in comparison to other video game types. The destiny model is still relatively new. It's only six years, seven years old. Right. It's infantile compared to the length of video games in, as a whole. So the reason why people are so adamant about it is because this type of game hits on so many points for so many people. It's a broad audience, and with a broad audience, you're going to get people that nitpick the parts of the game that they like or don't like based on their own feelings. Whereas before, if you were playing a shooter, like like a Call of Duty shooter, like a normal shooter, we all know what the shooter is. Like We all know what the point is here. You're on that team. I'm on this team. Right. I've got weapons. I've got abilities, and we're killing each other. That's it, right? There's no... I don't like this gun and I don't like that gun. And it's the gun that you use. You throw that gun away and get a different gun, but no one's nitpicking on every aspect of those games, this type of game, because of its broad audience and different aspects inside the game. I got a PVP section. I got a story section. I got a, I got a team-based t- PVP section. I got a, I got a sporting event inside the damn game with a, with a gambit thing. Like oh, talk about destiny. There's, right, gotcha. there's, there's different things inside the game that other people can focus on, on what they like or don't like. Right. Nobody, nobody sits in the corner and yells at each other for two and a half hours about the single-player campaign that they played, and they're going to bitch about it. Like, you bought the game because you like single-player campaign games. That's why you bought it. Oh, by the way, you like fantasy, or you like sci-fi, or whatever version it is that you liked. But we're having problems with this one because so many people want it to be as, as amazing as it was advertised, Okay. As amazing as it was advertised, they want it to be that good because it it hits on so many notes, right? Why do I still play Destiny? I'll I'll give you the exact reasons why I play it. I love Mm sci-fi. I love crazy-ass stories, okay? I love good characters, and I'm in a world where I feel like I'm the lone guy that's on the mission to save the world. Even though there's 10,000 of you guys out there, we're all doing the same shit. When I first I'm the played one the game, guy and the thousands of millions it, of people. Yeah, but in your mind, in your mind, it's I'm the guy that's going to do it. I'm the guy that's going to power myself up and win the game. Like, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's why I keep playing. I'm, I'm mad at the same time I'm playing. And I'm like, come on, guys. You know you can do better than this. You know you can do better than this. Because it, well, that's a good, right? that's, that's a good, yeah. that's a good uh, segue, right? So I want to I want to bring up I want to bring up Avengers and, and and Destiny right Destiny we've always had for six years you've always like oh man this story could go so good right and then we had that we don't have time to tell you what I don't have time to tell you 
back in year one and we're like okay what the fuck does that mean and where is it going to go and here we are six years into it and we still have an idea but we really don't they said that the stranger's not coming back but then it's coming back here comes a story now with with avengers where there's a leak that one of the artists showed uh, a screenshot of what he had let me see if i can bring it up in um in the discord here where do we have was it in uh was it in spoilers i think it was in spoilers yeah okay so he put the he put this picture up and i'll uh i'll open it up here i'll shrink it all right so if you look at the top row over here okay these are all characters slash factions factions are down here with these three factions and these are all characters now the characters here now this is an artist that worked on the game was a you know contractor left posted this on his art site or whatever and then cd project red basically said hey can you can you take it down because we're, we're not ready we're not ready to show this stuff yet right um wait what's happening here well, I got to fix your camera. Okay. Um, so on this, it's got Black Panther. You got Black Widow. You got War Machine. And then you got Inhumans. Now, Inhumans, obviously, we're Inhumans. Like, in the game, there's Inhumans. Like, Miss Marvel's in, uh, an Inhuman. She becomes, you know, part of the Avengers. Now, the problem is that there's also Inhumans, the royal family. Okay? Which is uh, things that people were talking about. Here, let me bring up the other 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 sheet here all right so now you have the inhumans you know you have black bolt you have medusa karnak uh, triton crystal maximus right you have all of these characters that are in the universe of it now people are thinking that that is coming to the game now this is the difference between destiny and marvel okay really nothing we don't know the characters in Destiny well enough, right? Because there really is no characters. You know Zavala, we know Tess, we know Ikora, we know Kay. We, we all sh shed a tear when he died and we want him to come back in some way, shape, or form, okay? You like the Drifter, you like... Uh, you have these set of characters that are six years old. That's it. You you have six years and really you don't even... You're not even attached to, to some of them because they haven't been around for six years. Others have been around for the... the, the the, the that's not the reason no no the reason, not, the reason why you're not attached is because there's no in-depth talk about them that's right well that's what i'm saying where marvel has 80 years of content a backstory. Of, backstory. of backstory okay so when they just tease something as in humans we're like oh man the potential to this game is insane right they could bring black bolt in we could be black bolt they could bring nick fury in so like this whole thing you really can't do that with Destiny besides going, oh, man, are we going to go to this place that they told us about in this small little reading? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not really that much lore. There is. I know there's some bungee nerd right now freaking out, trying to type. He was, like, sitting back drinking a Capri Sun, and he was like, let me, let me, let me chime in here. Okay. Destiny, if we, if we talk about this 20 years from now, be a different different story they would have a lot of backstory and, and stuff like that but with marvel avengers i believe is in the exact same state as destiny was in year one year two year three we always were like oh man the potential of this game is amazing right we were all hyped for destiny every single time they announced them we were like oh man this is it this is gonna be it 
and then we were kind of like let down and then we're waiting for the next oh this is it six years in we're still doing it to us okay now here we are with avengers doing the exact same thing but is it better or worse because now there's backstory and yes it's a it's a original story so they could literally pull from anything or none of it and can, they can alternate and do whatever they want but yet as a comic book reader not myself but i'm just saying the fans itself they go oh well this happened in the comic okay so it might happen in the game right do you see what i'm saying they're going to be pulling from comics other people are like maybe they'll pull from the marvel cinematic universe there's this full potential it almost smells exactly like destiny where it's like oh man the potential of this game but yet it's different because there's backstory behind it and there's years and years of evidence that they could pull from to bring into the game for now that you get to be a part of it it hmm. It takes so little to attach a gamer to the character in a game to make them care about them. It's not hard to put together something. To, I'll, I'll give you a good example. If you wanted me to start caring about any of the characters in Destiny, I'm using Destiny as a reference because this is the this is the main the main game we're talking about because Division does some of it, but Division doesn't have a lot of characters at all. But Destiny keeps hitting on these characters. They put them in front of you. They, you're, you're getting quests for them. You're doing story for them. But then at the same time, it feels like this dude that's at the corner that you say hello to every day, but you know he's homeless and in the gutter, and every once in a while you'll throw him a hamburger. Like, it's nobody to you. It's nobody. It, right. You see him every day, but it's still nobody to you. Let's just say, for instance... You wanted to become attached to any character in this game. Why isn't it that you could just go hang out with pick pick any character? Say say you went to the. Are you talking uh, about Destiny or are you talking about Avengers? I, I, I'm talking about I'm, I'm using Destiny as the example, but I'm talking about the game, the genre itself. Like, if I wanted to care about, like, say 14, okay. If I wanted to actually give a shit about saying 14, okay. If you have a Titan character. There's a three or four mission story thing that has Saint 14, and you're actually in the level or the mission with Saint 14. It's you and him, you and him, NPC and you, not your buddies, nobody else. And you're going through, and as you're doing the mission, he's talking. He tells you what was going on with him. He tells you why he's here. He tells you who he's looking for to, to, to be part of a new, a new vanguard of Titans that he wants to put together. And for three or four missions, maybe three or four hours, Right, you're listening to Saint 14, and then afterwards you don't see him for a while until maybe two seasons from now, where you do another set of missions for him. Like, and you keep juggling the guys. Make me care about the character. That's all I'm saying. Right, just make me care. The 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 the, the way that Destiny treats all the characters in the game, it's sterile. Division does the same thing. You got some guys that are in the White House that you talk to, but they're like sterile. It's like I got the gun from you, and I don't give a shit about you. Like you don't you don't do anything. There's no connection with me and you, right? Same thing with same thing with all these types of games. You give me someone to talk to. There's no real bonding with it. You're not. There's no real thing with it that makes me want to care. And then I have to constantly get things from you to complete my missions and something in the game. And I don't give a shit about you. Right. Right. Meanwhile, it's supposed to be a char character in the game. It's not hard. It's not so, hard to make so me care about. Do you think Avengers changes this? Do you think that the Inhumans will be a person that gives you a, a mission? Like, for instance, mm. let me do the example. Kate Bishop's coming in, okay? You get to be her. 
and then she could be on your team as well afterwards, right? Like you can level her up and then you can be her or be someone else and then pick her on your team. So now she's on your team going on these missions and they do a little banter back and forth in the elevator and stuff like that, or they talk to each other while they're fighting. Do you think that Hawkeye comes in and then you can be, you know, you're taking missions from him first and then you become him later? Do you think that they're yeah, going this type of route? That they're probably going, they're probably going down that type of route, but it's not going to be so complex. It's just going to be this insert of like, hey, here I am. You get to use me now, and we're moving on. Like that's that's what I fear. I fear that because because of the fact that it's Avengers and they have all this backstory, they're gonna think that they don't have to do any story at all because you already know who these people are. I don't have to tell well, you. Well, no, they already said they like, are doing that's, stories that's with the characters, I, though. Yeah, do, telling me you're doing stories about the characters doesn't give me any confidence because I've already seen the kind of storytelling they're doing in the current game. It's just like little blips of stuff. It's not a I'm telling you about this character. This is why you're here. This is what we're doing. It's not that detailed. It's just like this little insert in there. That's why I worry about it. People people make attachments to games because they they're they become vested, not because just of the gameplay, but they become vested because of the character, whether it be your own or the characters that you're involved with. If 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 the structures in the game allowed you to work towards a goal mm. to unlock a character like if i had to do certain things a certain way and i didn't know it right away right i have to figure it out for myself right and i have to figure it out and along the way it keeps dropping clues and says you know you know keep up the good work and i just might hang out with you like they like they, these subtle hints like, like you in build the game. up Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like, like you, like, take... you, like you build up a reputation towards this character by doing certain things in the missions, right? Like you don't assault all these guys. You do certain right. things. You do a That's stealth mission, and it unlocks that guy. Now, once you unlock them, you can do whatever the fuck you want, of course, because the game's not going to hinder you. What I'm saying is, make me make me work towards the goal, and then the goal is something I get to use. I I, I think that's right? a cool idea. Just by you saying that, it'd be interesting to see if like, and this is obviously just me giving my own thing here. If Kate Bishop came in, you have a story with her, but you're doing missions for her, and she might go with you as one of your companions, right? And then as you get to level 10 through her faction or through doing enough stories with her, she unlocks for you, and then you can actually use her. Right, right. Like I said, it's something simple, but it causes me to care about what I'm doing in the game and become attached to the character. Oh, like, yeah, it, like Mass Effect, yeah. You know... It, it's it's the same type of things. Like no one got no one got pissed off when you did all evil in Mass Effect, and a couple of your guys don't want to hang out with you anymore. And then they started a fucking petition how the game sucks because I can't use these two guys <laughs> right. because right. because I became evil in the game. It's like these are the choices that you made. Like it's not it's not meant to be. It's meant to be an experience throughout the game. Not that you get everything, you deserve it because I'm going to do everything in the game possible because I bought the game. Like that's that's not how it's supposed to work. Right, right. It should be different yes. avenues, like like the Avengers and Destiny have the same problems, and the, and they and they have the same type of issue. But Avengers can do the wrong thing a different way than what Destiny can do, right? They're not going to tell me enough story on the Avengers side because they think I know them already. And Destiny says, "I'll give you some characters. I don't need to talk about them. Hey, go see that guy, Bife. We're good." Like you know, like you're, <clears> you're not you, you don't make me vested. If the, it's so difficult to talk about these games. If if it if the layers of the onion of the game were in such a way 
that made me vested where I worked towards a goal. And then when I achieved that goal, I, 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 I praise myself for doing the goal. And then immediately after I'm praised and I get the goal, I realize now there's another challenge after that goal. So right. it keeps me going. They are missing. They are missing this in all these games. They're missing it completely. Mm. Right. They say there's a goal. You think there's a goal. You think that the gun's the goal or the end of the mission is the goal. But when I get it, I get a thing, but then I don't use the thing. I'm not told about the thing. And there's no reason for me to hold on to the yeah, thing. Yeah, because, because it only the top of the top would be able to do it. And they'd be like, well, I'm not getting that character. That's, that's, that's incorrect. That's, that's why incorrect. people, that's why people no. would do that. No, that's, this is a bullshit statement. This is a bullshit statement. People play a game for the challenge and for the fun of it. If you give them a challenge incremental and they learn the game as they play and the challenge gets harder as the game goes, either you get good and I don't mean in a bad way, you learn the game and you, and you start escalating in the game to get better at it. Like some of these guys do. That's what, that's what they do. Right. 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 Other people play it for the fun of it, and they realize there's a challenge there for me. Like now, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an insurmountable challenge, okay? But it's something that you can do. Now, here's here's what I'm talking about: the guy who knows how to play and gets better is good skill wise. The guy that you want to call casual and just wants to have fun with it, but he still wants to go up the same ladder. There are there should be items in the game that they hunt for. That, that help make them. their climb right. that make their climb easier. a little easier. Right. Right. Not that it does it for them, but then their goal is to get this stuff to do this. Whereas the guy who likes to play and likes the challenge just goes right for it. Right. He doesn't go for the easy stuff. He just goes right for the goal. It's the same. They are missing this whole part in all these games. They're missing it. They think that the that the item is the reward. Right. They think like the gun in Destiny is the reward. The, the armor spec in, in Division is the goal, and the fact that you can kick ultimate ass because I unlocked all the skill tree in Avengers is the goal. That should not be the goal. Right. Well, and this is why people have issue. Getting getting to 150 in Marvels right now is literally pointless, right? Not pointless because, like, you can get to 150 and you can waste all your resources, but there's literally no content that you need to be 150 for. And just not right now. Well, and just leveling your gear to get to 150 is literally wasting resources because there's no way that you have a perfect build right now with with all your pieces to make you 150. And you're like, yep, I'm done with Thor. It but just, that's, there's no but, way. But this is I don't want I don't, I don't want to say these words wrong. This is why they call the end game broken. Because there is not an end game. Well, no, there once there again, is an end game, and it's not broken because there's no end game yet. But but this is my point. This is my point. So if if I follow the logic of the Avengers as it is, I unlock all the characters. Check. I get all the characters to, to a certain level. Right. Check. Check. Yep. Then I have to get the 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 the, the artifact that I like the best. I need to get that artifact yep. maxed out. Yep. Right. That's a long time. That's also a check. Right. Now, what they don't hint at, what they don't talk about, what they don't mention is the fact that once I do all these checkbox, I got all this stuff. Who am I fighting against? They did say who this. Am I, they, they, who they, am I who yeah. am I using this stuff for? That is the part that's missing. Right? Let's say, for instance, let's say for instance, one of the villains that comes up, the new one of the new villains comes up. 
Now everybody's everybody's unlocked the gear that they like, right? Everybody's playing the game like a crazy person. They've all unlocked the games that they, the the gear that they like. Now, let's just say, let's say Crystal Dynamics knows what the fuck they're doing. Now, let's say they release a villain, right? Anybody pick a villain. I don't care who it is. Pick a villain, right? Let's say they pick a. Let's say it's um, pick somebody good, right? Like Doctor Octopus, right? Sure, right? Doctor Octopus. Now let's say Doctor Octopus is the villain. But you don't find out until six or eight levels into fighting the stuff that he made and fighting towards him before you get to him. You find out that during during the leveling process to get to him, you start realizing guys are fighting a certain way. But you're not paying attention because you're too badass. right? Then when you finally get to Dr. Octopus, you realize that the armor set that you have isn't doing shit to him. Well, right. We talk right? about stuff like this in Destiny. Yeah. And then, and then what ends up happening is you realize now that I have to go back and grind for different gear or specific gear to make a gear build to actually fight him in order to win. Not just because I picked it, because I like to pick it, right? I have to have certain things, not, not the whole full set, but yeah, I got to have some things on there that make me do damage to him. Otherwise, the fight's almost impossible. It's doable. The challenging people will do it, right? They love a challenge. They'll do it. But once again, if I just go and find the gear that I need, and then that causes me to farm for different gear to come back and fight this guy, right? Well, now, that's that's the pursuit of what a goal is in these type of games. They have MMOs. That. They you say that, but no, it's not they there. Do. They have they have gear sets in the game at like seven or nine different things: elite hives and uh, um, mega hives and uh, the vaults and elite vaults. There's set gear in all of these for each of the characters. There's a set gear that just drops from high value targets. Now, I still think it's too early to know because I don't think anyone has a full set yet of all of these things with each of their characters, but people are starting to make sets of these gears and, and starting to make pretty damn good builds what they have on the highest level, the tier four. Now, they did the, say this in an interview before. They said that there is an upper cap that there's special gear for maximum level players. Okay, so they say this. We haven't seen that yet in the game. And I'm not saying it's not in the game yet. I'm saying there's no reason to get to 150 because you... Right now, I have a guy at 146. I have Thor at 150. But the gear that I'm using for it is not what my best gear would be. It's the best gear that I have that I leveled up learning the process of going, oh, well, this hammer is not the best hammer, but it's 150. It's uh, I got the I got the I got it to 140, right? Because that's the most you can do with the gear. I feel that this game has an actual end game and the grind and everything is still relevant. Now there's there's people out there like, well, this is stupid. There's a green dropping higher stats than than this blue and then this legendary. But what people don't understand is sometimes you want to have that gear on you because you might get in a situation where you just swap that out. You want your 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 uh, defense to go up or you want your heroic to go up, and that's what it is. So there is actual endgame in Marvel Avengers, but it's it's only a month old. It's only a month old. I have eight, eight days, almost nine days into it, right? The next person on my friends list is four days behind me, okay? I'm still figuring this stuff out and starting to understand more stuff as I'm going through. Okay, yeah, but that's a good that's a good thing. Correct. That 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 part of it is a, that part of it is a good thing. You're supposed to when when you play a game like this, 
you're the longer you play, it's not just supposed to be I've got the best gun and the best armor, I'm gonna go slaughter everything. It's the it's the in-between things. It's the does this piece and this piece drive together? Do I do more damage with this? No, they call it min-maxing, but in this game it's something else because I, there's a polarities for, for certain types of gear that gives you a more damage. It's just it's talked about in a different way. But there's a battery charge, right? So you can do a battery right? charge with a, with a positive and a negative charge. And if you know what it is, so let's say your positive, okay, or I'm sorry, your negative is throwing your hammer with Thor, okay? And on the second thing, it says if you throw your hammer, it gives particle uh pin particles off of it so you hit them with the negative and then you throw your positive at them and it does massive damage to them okay right a lot of people don't but know that's this. but that's something that's learned that's Correct. not something that's written it's not something that's written in the danger room that says hey do this and this and you do max damage right it's but the game is supposed to i i agree with that the game is supposed to do things like that that's what makes a game fun to and exciting is to figure out what the developers have put into the game like, if you're playing a video game and you realize you're getting your ass kicked, like, and you're good at, let's say it's a fighting game and you, you're just getting your ass kicked. And you don't understand why. Why am I getting my ass kicked so much? Like, and you start to play the game a little longer and you realize, okay, so it's this guy. If you open up with like a low kick and make him block, then it leaves him open up and I can do like a, a, a five fit combo to the head. Like, but this only you know from playing the game. Like, these guys are best if I do hold moves on them. These guys are best if I try to do a kick moves. These guys do better if I hit them with a bat. Like it's that type of mentality, but it's inside the game that's not talked about. Some people bitch. They want everything given to them. I don't listen to half the people that say the negative shit because I know they're not they're not playing the game. The other thing that you have to concentrate on with, especially with an Avenger game and, and a Destiny division, is because of the fact that everybody knows everything immediately right if i find out how to kill a boss and i want clicks i'm gonna put it immediately on there on my channel and say best way to kill so and so click here right the developers have to get this into their head and they have to structure the games where whatever it is that they have to do to create a moment in the game where a player learns something or succeeds in something they have to make it a variable and not a given. So they can't talk about it on a video all the fucking time and give away all the secrets so no one learns about the actual game. Right. Like, maybe for you, finding this item that caused you to be able to kick this guy's ass is not in the same location for everybody, right? Well, it is, so when it you, isn't, when you, right? When you, when you find something, then it's me because I found it, not because someone told me where to go find it. Or here are all 25 locations. This is my favorite. Those are my favorite videos. Here are all 25 locations of where the hidden item might be. Right. Like, come on, dude. Like, why don't you just let people want to play the game? You know, well, they're providing I, and a I service, right? And I don't, yeah, it doesn't matter though. I don't, I don't buy for one fact that all of a sudden people want to play a game, don't have the time for the game, but they need to knock it out in a week. Well, like, exactly. I don't, I don't. Exactly. I don't believe that for a fucking minute. Right. I don't believe for a fucking minute. And, and, and if you are that way, if you are that way, if you come to our channel and that's the way you are, we're going to put your name in the corner, right? <laughs> and every time you tell us how the game was too dumb, the game was too fast, I knocked it out too quickly, we ban you. We don't want to talk to you anymore. We just ban you. Because you can't say that you want to play a game, say you don't have enough time, cheat up the yin-yang, and then say, I finished the game too quickly. Like, you gotta pick a team, dude. Right. You gotta you right. gotta pick a team. Right. I don't have the time. Uh, how many hours do you have in it? I have a thousand hours. I don't have the time though. 
I don't have the time. If you don't have the time, you're not putting a thousand hours into a game like that, right? Uh, right. Let's 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 change subjects, right? Let's let's get angrier, Sarge. Right? You know, you know, people like to ruin our childhood with other other. Uh, yeah, Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael, Michael Bay, Bay with Transformers and Teenage Mutant yeah. Turtles and stuff. So I, anybody anybody who's an artist out there, what I'd like you to do is to take my little Army Dude likeness, Fall Out Boy here, and I want you to put that on a cartoon drawing. And I want you to put Michael Bay smashing a toy that's in front of me, like with a giant <laughs> hammer, like a, a little cartoon rendition of him destroying my childhood. That's what Michael Bay does. So this, I don't think this is Michael Bay, but we'll we'll see it through the article, right? So it's it's Mask, not not the Mask with Cher, not that movie Mask, right? Mask M dot A dot S dot K Mask, the like toys, the, like the cartoon, the from cartoon, the kids, yes, will reportedly appear in transformers slash gi joe crossover movie get okay. the fuck out of here they're they're lumping everything together into one one thing okay it'll be worse than the, it'll be worse than the comic book crossover right so despite the toy company's best efforts hasbro cinematic universe isn't a thing the transformers franchise may have earned billions of dollars at the box office even though the reviews got worse with each installment bar bumblebee but the rest of the movies based on their properties haven't fared quite as well. The two G.I. Joe films did solid, unspectacular business with received a lukewarm reception from both audiences and critics. While postponed, the third entry remains stuck in development uh, in development hell. Although awkwardly titled spin-off G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes is set to arrive next year, it's an effort to rehabilitate the brand. Meanwhile, most people will have probably forgotten about the $200 million dud battleship even existed despite director peter berg doing his best michael bay impression with the tedious blockbuster sci-fi having recently acquired lucrative power ranger property you can also bet that hasbro are going to uh to keep trying to build a shared universe until they successfully pull it off the last report claimed that the uh, uh mobile arms strike command better known as masks are set to make their live action debut in a post proposed crossover between joes and transformers the gi joe transformers movie has been rumored to be to be in works for years now as paramount seeks to combine two of their biggest properties into mega franchise this week's insider mikey sutton has indicated that masks are also going to be thrown into the mix in what to be an epic wish uh fulfillment to fans of all three brands but most likely confusing mess for those unfamiliar with the undertwined history between the giant alien robots elite uh, military and unit special task force for preference for armored vehicles. So, what do, what do you think this is, Sarge? This this sounds to me like Paramount because of the bug that's going on, right? And and the movie industry is like they're they're dead in the water right now, right? I mean that's what they are. They're dead in the water right now because they are doing what they're doing. They need to ramp up production, right? So they're like, let's just make one film. And we'll put G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Mask. And if it's a hit, spin-offs, baby. We could do spin-offs and all this other stuff, right? But so so basically in the movie terms, you're it's a bait movie. If, right. it, if it does well, if it does well and all, they'll just spin off whichever one they think is gonna do best is just see which way it can go. Right. I can just see the guy like once they film the movie, you ever go to Vegas or uh down in uh, LA and they're like Hey, uh, would you like to watch a movie real fast? You don't know what it is. And they pay you like 20 bucks to sit in the theater and they watch it. And they, they go, so how did you feel when you watch this? What did you think of uh, this character? I can I see. Like, I, I, can I see feel like I want to give you. I feel like you want to give you $20 back because you right. guys need it more than I do. So so basically what I see happening is going, 
when you saw the G.I. Joes on screen, did you like or not like them? Did you see Transformers? When you saw Optimus Prime, did you like or not like him? When you saw Mask, do you know what Mask is? Do you like or dislike? Like, it's like, shut the fuck up. You're ruining my childhood. Do not take Mask and put it with G.I. Joe, which puts it in with Transformers. Fuck, you might as well throw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there too, right? Just put them all conglomerate together and ruin one big swoop of just taking them all out. I think it's a bad, bad decision. Taking one, yeah. Transformers, two, G.I. Joe, and three, Mask. Mask alone, make a separate, just make a separate fucking movie, right? Just make a separate okay, movie. But, but let's, but let's look at just, let's look at the, in, in the reality sense, right? If it's not some kind of super sci-fi movie, right, Mike? It's not a fantasy movie. It's based in reality. Of course G.I. Joe is, is about, G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe is about modern day military versus terrorists, Okay. Mask <laughs> is about a secret under a secret a secret underground uh, special team force against a terrorist organization. Right. Okay. Right. right. The Transformers is about a bunch of guardian robots trying to protect humanity from terroristic fucking <laughs> terrorist Decepticons. Right. We're, right. we're trying to run over the like. There's a there's a theme here. Can you follow the theme? Like, you can only pick one. And this, if you do it, it, it can't be like Battleship. This is okay? Hasbro. Battleship tried. This is Hasbro's Battleship Avengers. tried. That's what this is. This is Hasbro's Endgame. They're trying to take Autobots, G.I. Joe, and Mask all to team up against Cobra, Decepticons, it's and, and Venom. Like, okay. Like I did. Okay, that's that's the battle I did when I was about fourteen against all my yeah, toys in the living room. Yeah, that's a good right. Yes. right. We called it the great. We called it the Great War. We had them all. We had everything out, and we were smashing guys. There, I remember this. Was, right, we've lost this toys is like the, in this thing. But this is like, but this is like the real version of that. Right, my dream battle on our our living room floor. Right, they're, they're just throw it on the screen. Where we we lost Snake Eyes, like Snake Eyes broke in half in the Great mm -hmm. War. Okay, yeah. like Soundwave broke and stuff. Like that was the Great War. That literally, yeah, I feel like this is like Ghostbusters. Uh, Ray, what did you do, Ray? Like the 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 battle on the on the living room floor has now come to life on the big screen, and I think it's horrendous. I think it's horrendous. It, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like Battleship. It's gonna be like Battle. It'll look it'll look good. They'll spend a lot of money on it. I think it's gonna look terrible. But I don't even think the new I don't even think the new the new GI Joe looks good chat what do you guys think people it's, listening on the audio podcast do you want a first of all are you old enough to know what mask is if you are that's who i care about in the comment section below do you want to see mask gi joe and transformers all combined together to make one shitty movie because you know it's not going to be a good movie when they have to take that many ips and mush them together they're literally trying to resuscitate the movie industry okay they're trying to resuscitate the movie industry let's but what does the story say are they saying it's coming out soon are they saying they're testing it is it going directly to video like what it, it says what are they, that what are they saying about it uh, that, that's i just read what they're saying that's it they're, they're saying that they're gonna be in a movie together and that to me is just absolute garbage it's garbage look bumblebee the last movie of Transformers did, was actually pretty good. Really well, yeah, it was pretty good. It was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked it. Right. Oh, in other news, the girl who played, um, I can't. What's her? What's her name? Um, it's uh, been too long. Oh God. Her name. What's her name? I put it in the. I put it in the thing. Hold on. Let me check it. I got it. I got it. I got a chat. Give me a second. News. There it is. Haley signed uh, Seinfeld. 
Okay. She was in Bumblebee. She was the girl in Bumblebee. She just got casted for Kate Bishop as Hawkeye. She's the Hawkeye character now in the live action going forward in the Avengers movie. She signed. Uh, uh, so that's that's official now. So she, I think she's perfect. I think she looks the part. I think she's got the part. They also got their Miss Marvel character for the TV show. It's an unknown um, for the for the uh, where's that for the show. Uh, the Miss Marvel cast newcomer. I'm a I'm a Valenia. I don't know how old she is, but she's she's a kid, and uh, she looks perfect for the part. Let me let me see if I can bring up. Yeah, she's let me bring up uh, the picture of her. She's Miss Marvel now. Like she's casted as Miss Marvel. I think it's a perfect from the video game now. We're taking it from the video game of, of the Avengers. They're putting a side-by-side -side comparison of the girl that they've now casted. They said that was a really long process. Um, Hawkeye's a girl now. Hawkeye, there's there's two Hawkeyes. There's Hawkeye, and then there's Kate Bishop, who's also a Hawkeye, which is his daughter. Right? Um, so this girl, I think she looks familiar, but she's a newcomer. She she will be playing Miss Marvel in the uh, Disney Plus show. So you have uh, Haley playing the uh in the uh, tv or not the tv series in the movie for for kate bishop and then you have her playing so marvel's booting it back up they're they're moving they're moving on spider-man's filming now that's supposed to come out next year right so sony and marvel are back in full swing um uh wandavision's coming out soon winter soldier's coming out soon miss marvel's now casted so it'll probably go in production in the next couple months uh they now have hawkeye or kate bishop's character now uh, moving forward. So there's a lot of stuff moving forward now with Disney and Marvel. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation we could have about Disney. But uh, this this mask Transformers debacle with G.I. Joe. I mean, that's it literally is like, OK, what do we what do we have here? How do we revive the movie industry or how do we destroy it in one fail swoop? That's what that's what this is. Right. So, I mean, listen, I believe that G.I. Joe could do a good TV series because you could space out the storylines and make it like realistic. And wouldn't that, it be like 24 right? but with G.I. Joe? Right. I, what, what I'm saying is it, it's very hard to do a one and done of these movies and make them stick that you want to see another one of them. Whereas a TV series is cheaper to make. You can get some good story writing with some maybe some writers that need a fucking job right now. Right. And you can actually make something of it. Mask is the same thing. Listen, mask could be kind of cool, but picture it in your head. It's almost like it's going to be one of them crazy Japanese movies. Right. They it's fast and furious meets it. It's fast and furious meets meets James Bond. Right. It's like that they're going to have these helmets on. Right. And so the helmet does this power. So there's going to have to be CGI. Right. But they're human beings. Right. They can be they can be shot. They can be stabbed. It's not like they're superheroes. They're just a dude with a mask on that's got abilities. And I have a car that has all these kind of crazy weapons on it. Like, so yeah, I could see. Now, if you want to do a spin-off of Mask, maybe you can do something where it's like <clears throat> apocalyptic future, and these guys have to run food and supplies to the last people of humanity. And as they as they terrorize the roads from point A to point B, they wear these masks in order for them to survive. And then the masks happen to have these powers. And we call that mask. And like, that's a movie. Like, I could see maybe that. That would make more sense to me. Like, you 
like you turn it into something else, but it's called mask. All right. But how they want to just jam everything together. It's, it's craziness. It, it, I don't, first of all, I don't think enough people in our age bracket give a shit about it to want to go watch something. That's that horrible. True. Destroying their childhood. I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing the opening of mask right now while we're talking about it. This is one of my favorite shows growing up. I loved mask. Right. I thought I thought Mask was Sarge had all the bad guys. I had all the good guys. Because I'm I'm the I'm the, I'm the bad guy. I, I had I had all the this. bad guys. The bad guys are cooler. I don't know what to tell you. Right. The bad guys are cooler. They they're written like they're assholes. But if they were written like a normal person, they'd be the they'd be badass. But right. they're always written like they're stupid. Right. Always. Mask Mask to me was like I mean still one of the today one of the best toys created. That they were for, well for. for for back then, yes. that was a well-made toy. Well-made toy, back in the day, right? And Those I still have, toys. I still have my son who's six years old. Okay, he might, he might get him this Christmas. I don't know, but I have all my masks like in this crate at my mom's house down south where Sarge is, right? And I'm, I might give it to him. Like last time he was down there and he saw, he's like, "What are these, Dad?" I'm I don't like, think he needs all. I don't think he needs any more toys, dude. You got more toys than Toys R Us, bro. Well, Toys R Us is out of business, so of course I have more toys than Toys R Us. So, so, so you're taking over. So basically. we are Toys R Us. That's right. We, so he he's gonna get this is his inheritance. This is it. This is it. So when he gets older, be like, Dad, where's my inheritance? I, I gave it to you when you were seven. You got the you got all my mask toys and GI Joes and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's 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 really cool. Um, one of my favorite toys. I loved everything that transformed and and the story was good. That. An Exo Squad. That's what they're missing, Sarge. Exo Squad is Squad in there. Exo Squad is actually another very well-made toy. Yeah, those those toys are very well-made for the price point that they were coming out. I don't know what what Chinese providence that they took over in order for them to make those kind of toys. But if anyone's ever seen one of those toys, they're they're very well-made. They are not cheaply built. Uh, Tempest, I actually had the comics when I was a kid. The GI Joe. I loved those comics of GI Joe and Transformers. But again, I might still, I might still have them. They might be in one of the boxes but, I have. But again, um, when they make them into movie format like that, they're 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 stretching, they're stretching. They're like, what else can we do with Transformers? Think think about that. They burned down the Transformers IP. Every movie that came out with, they made it worse and worse and worse. How is that possible when every Fast and Furious has gotten better? How is that possible? There's nine to ten Fast and Furious movies, and they all made more money going forward, and yet Transformers made less money going forward. But they still made them. Exactly. Bad. Every time. It was like like behind behind the scenes, they were like, I bet you we can make it worse, and they'll still pay. You're on, right? I will have to say this. I I stopped caring about the movie uh, Fast and Furious. When they jumped from one skyscraper to another, oh, and the, the Lamborghini in that in that yes. car, or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. Once yeah. once that happened, I was like, I don't really care did, what's going did, on. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw? Yes. Okay. I, did. I had that moment. It wasn't the Lamborghini moment. Mine was. Oh no! It was the movie before Hobbs and Shaw. It's when I think it was Vin Diesel when they're on the bridge and the tank, and he like launches himself towards it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, I don't. It's like Saints Row. I'm like, all right, cool. 
I don't care anymore. They don't care. Right. They know where right. they are. They know what they're doing now. They they right. You you were you were Grand Theft Auto, and then all of a sudden you went to Saints Row, and I'm like, all right, right. You went Saints Row, which That's is fine. fine, right? And I'm like, cool. And then when I saw Hobbs and Shaw, there was this scene where they're in this like tow truck on the side of a mountain, and they're like, and he yep. he's holding the chain. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's holding yep. the chain with one arm, and he's holding the yep. helicopter with the other. I'm like, dude, yep. you're just a human. You're not yeah. you're not a superhero. You're not Black Adam at this moment. You are literally just a guy that works for the Secret Service agency, right? And I was just like, "All right, cool. I'm I'm cool with it. Eat my popcorn. Like this is this is a fun movie, but I just right. like it just throws all realism out the window." And I'm like, "How did Fast and Furious get to this point from the first movie?" I- <laughs> To, to <laughs> holding a helicopter and a chain, holding with, with your bare arms, right? I, I, I really did enjoy the one where they had the two souped-up chargers and they dragged a, a safe through Brazil. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, yes. Yes. That, 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 to me, I think, was the greatest car chase <laughs> in a long time. With a uh, giant safe on the back, I thought that was good. That that was. Right, next, let's move on, man. We're gonna be here all night. We're gonna be. We're, we're gonna run out of time. Move on. Run out of time. We we could we make our own time here, Sarge. We make our own time. Uh, the, the next the next story I want to talk about. Let me bring it up. I just I like how did Fast and Furious get there? All right, <clears throat> this will piece this will piss people some uh, some people off here. Okay, so Xbox. Should I get my torch ready. You, you, maybe right. So Xbox. How much storage do you think? You know, when you get a phone and you're like, oh, there's like one gig of information on there. I jailbreak them. I take all this stuff out. You know what I mean? Okay, so Xbox Series X, the operating system and system files take up. Now, if you know know the answer, don't put it in chat. I just want to take some guests in chat. How many gigabytes of, of, of space do you think takes up? The the, uh, the operating operating system. It's a one terabyte. It's a one terabyte storage. How many gigs do you think it takes up? Okay. Now don't cheat. Don't cheat. Just put your guess in there. Okay. Just put your guess in chat and tell me if you. Uh, okay. We got we got ten. Okay. Let's see. Is it higher or lower than ten? Any next person put it out. If you guys are taking way too long, type in look at, a, a number. Stuff you're, you're starting to look it up. Just <clears throat> just. Just type it in the thing. Just take guess and just put it in there. Okay. You don't have to search Google. You're not winning a prize or anything like that. Just just put a number in chat. Okay. Interact. Be be you're here. Just play the game. Right? Don't watch don't watch a YouTube video after how to play the game. Just just put the number in the chat. 69. I love it. Okay. 900, 200. I like these guests. These are good. Dupless cheated. I know that. Okay. Took way too long to write. Okay, it is. It's 200 gigabytes of internal storage. Yeah, no prize. No prize. The price is just being here, Gator. The price of it is just being here. 200 gigs. So 20%, okay, 20% of internal storage for its uh, operating system files leave just, I love how it says it leaves just 800 gigabytes. Right. That's that's just four Call of Duties, guys. That's just fall, four Call of Duties. So if you yep. download Call of Duty four times, your 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 hard drive is completely full. What are you gonna do? Okay, but two hundred gigs of operating system stuff and files on there—that's absolutely like ridiculous, ridiculous. The price is knowledge. Yeah, of course it is. Okay, so the Xbox Series X sports a plentiful one terabyte storage by default, 
but around 20% of it will be taken up by the console's operating system and other required files. Required. Required files. The, the, the size of the games increase each generation, leaving some players worried about how many games they can actually get in store on the next generation console. Both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 have used the new SSD as the selling point. Mostly centered on how much faster the drives will be and able to load games and the standard hard drives on current gen consoles. In both cases, the drives look like they will be actually a huge difference with load times. An initial boot time reportedly cuts the almost nothing of some of the next gen games SSD. It also offers more storage and smaller physical footprint, but it also is not clear whether the extra space will out, uh, outpace the growth of the game install size. Now, we've talked about this, Sarge, uh, in, in months past and, and, and almost a year now where I said about the cartridges, and we brought it up a couple of shows ago, and then you have the internal storage of $219 gets you another one terabyte storage. I mean, obviously, I think publishers and devs are like, they're pushing it. Like, the consoles call up and go, hey, make the game as big as you want. We can we can run it. We got, we got the power to run the game, right? Hence why you're getting, like, Cyberpunk and Call of Duty's 200 gigs and all of this stuff is happening. Right now, I have a lot of I have a, I have a two terabyte storage. I have like 155 games across on my on my hard drive. But just but let's just let's just run let's just run down the gauntlet here, okay? How many games do you really have going on at one time? Like, what do you got going on? Well, what right, do you got going well, on that that 800 gigs is too little? I don't like, tell me. Well, what do you got 800 going on? gigs is not it's, it shouldn't disappear that fast as of right now. Because right now my son has an, the, the old Xbox and he doesn't have a hard drive. He only has the internal storage, which I think is like 50 gigs, maybe 100 gigs. He only can put about six games internally on the on the system. So if he says, I want to play this game, I'm like, oh, well, you got to lose some space. So you got to take one away. And he's like, uh, I haven't played this one in a while. And then he'll take that one off. And then I put the other one in. But then when he wants to play that again, I have to download it. It's a pain in the ass, right? It's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. The, the mere minutes that you have no, to download. So no, no, but no. With the 50 gigs, it's more of a pain in the ass of just trying to figure out, okay, take this one off, put that one on. 800 gigs. Okay. You still got plenty of space right now. Because games, you're assuming, are like 70 gigs, 100 gigs. So I can put, what, eight games, 10 games on the thing. Unless you're playing Call of Duty four times and you put it on there, you only get four Call of Duties. So, what are they putting on there though that it takes up two hundred gigs? Do they, does it well, come my, installed with Call of Duty already on there? I mean, I don't understand. I, I don't know what kind of operating system they have. Once again, you would need to have the the best of the gurus who get one who get one in the mail. And then they start going through it and they tell you what's on it. That's why I always wait for those guys to tell me what's going on anyway, because it seems a bit large for an operating system dependent for, for just X, you know, it doesn't take up, it doesn't take up that much space now on the system. And what, like, what do they have on there now? What's, what's not running from the cloud now anyway. Right. Right. Like, I, I just don't understand all the, all the stuff that they're putting on there that do they, do they need that stuff? I guess they, I guess they need it to, to show you, you know what what's going on as far as um how else are they going to track what you're doing sarge how how else they're going to track what you're what you're playing and and doing and all this other software that they have on there i mean chat do, are you guys getting your own external hard drives when it comes out i don't think it's proper i think it's proprietary for the xbox 
Yeah, I, you're not gonna be able. Listen, you're not gonna be able to get anything else besides what they're selling. At least, at least from the start, the, right? From the, the start. The issue, the the issue is gonna be that you're not gonna get it right away. But like Duplass I mentioned, I think just a little while ago, like a Black Friday thing, maybe if they're on sale or something like that. But I don't see forking over another two hundred dollars for storage anytime soon. Right. If you're right? not if to you're, mention, if you're running not, out not of space. Not to mention, on the back of the Xbox Series X, was there just one slot or was there two? I don't remember. I forget what there was in the back. If there was two slots or just one. Because that even makes me think about it, it even worse. It, it looks like one. It looks like one one storage expansion. Now, there is an SS, um, an SS slot, like a USB slot, that you could probably put your external hard drive on there. But I'm not sure how that works off the, off the, off the front. Maybe chat knows. Uh, chat, have you have you seen any evidence whatsoever that you can put your own external uh, drive on there? It's it's, it's proprietary. From the start. <clears throat> your girlfriend says she's waiting. You talk about Destiny? Yeah, she'll she'll go on there. Not buying either system, so whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not getting a system right off the bat. I mean, there there's really no reason. You've seen it for uh, for Sony, so Sony has uh, you can put a third party e- extension. You could put it. You could put a third party expansion there. All right. Well, as we go there, I want to talk about the world of streaming streaming services. Last week we missed it. We didn't get to talk about it, so we're talking about this week. Uh, Amazon Luna. Now, Sarge Luna is a streaming service that's like Google Stadia and XCloud. Now, it does better than Stadia because it's a service. Like you're not buying the game and then playing the game buying the service. You're just renting the service like Netflix, like an xCloud, and you get to play the actual thing. So it says uh, Amazon Luna and Google Stadia could be more... Uh, this this actual thing is... This article is talking about Amazon Luna, Stadia, and xCloud are actually worse than physical copies for the harm of the planet. But I want to talk about in the ring here. We now have Amazon, we have Google, and we have xCloud for streaming services now last year xbox said they're not in competition anymore with playstation with consoles they said they're in competition with amazon and google since then google has come out with stadia and since then now since last week amazon has come out with luna in the streaming market so phil spencer said it i think eight nine months ago um that they're competing with these guys now they're showing their hands that they're in the in the market for this I had a which is why Stadia, which is why Stadia hasn't died off completely. That's why they're still hanging around because this is where things are headed. Well, right. I think one. I think it was a small price they had to pay to get their foot in the door, right? As a console. Now, as a streaming service, they're doing both things wrong. They did a console wrong and they did the streaming service wrong with with the Google Stadia. I think the second attempt, whatever the next console is, whatever service they're going to provide, I I potentially think Google could knock it out of the park if they get the service correct. Now, the difference between Microsoft and Amazon, Amazon's starting their own studios. They have their own first-party titles. Google does not have their first-party studios. Microsoft has their first-party studios. We talked about that last week with Bethesda being purchased. Do you see Google throwing their hat in the ring and picking up like a big company, like a big, like a Konami, Sega, one of those type of companies to be first party titles. And even if they do pick up that first part, is it enough to make waves in the industry or does Google just sit back and try to make the best possible thing where you can start playing on your browser? 
you don't even have to do anything. You know what I mean? Well, well, I guess on one on one aspect, if it continues to go down this road, the price the price for the monthly service will drop because they're going to have to have something better than what Xbox has in order for you to want to pick something that you're not familiar with, right? And don't know, don't know anything about. To sell it as a service makes me think it's going to get a little crazy. How many how many services can you have that everybody's playing these games now? Are the developers? I guess here, here's here's where my brain gets all twisted. Let's say there's four or five different uh, services: Xbox, Sony, Google, Stadia, and then whoever else, right? right. <clears throat> so does that mean that the developers get to sell to each of them individually, and they get paid a service fee for each company that they're selling their games to, or is it like? The game is sold as a as a as an IP to all in the market, and then everyone pays them a separate fee. Like, how does that work? Because how many how many different services can you have based on what games that are out? Like, what your library is? Then right. you're gonna then it's like it's it, then it's exactly like TV. It's exactly like TV. All right, so I want I want ESPN, I want HBO, and I want Showtime, and I want the Cooking Network. Okay, then that's Google, but they don't get but. But Sony doesn't get those channels, so I got to get four separate more channels. And so, like, it that gets completely nuts. Yeah, right. It, it's, that's it's what happens. That's what happens when you take away the actual hard copy of something, and you're telling me just a service. Like, who gets who gets to pick which of these games gets to be on here? And, right. and what if it's even worse? What if what if it starts off on Sony, and then after a year it goes to Xbox? And then after another year, that game goes, goes to, to Google, goes right. to Stadia, right. and then you can't play that game until it cycles back around. Like I don't what what? Well, what? Here here's my thing, right, creature. I, I'm we're just when I say Konami, I, there's no proof of this. I'm just talking hypothetically, like if this happens, because the way the market's moving now, right? Sony's stuck with the console. They're working with Microsoft with the Azure program to try to make a streaming service themselves. Okay, so then you'll have four companies, five with Apple, because Apple has their own streaming service as well, right? But with smaller games, like indie games and stuff like that. What if, like I was talking about Konami and, and, and Sega, but what about if Amazon or Google, if they really want to get their hat in the ring, okay? And Google says, we're going to buy Take-Two, right? They can cash money if they really wanted to, because Google is that profitable, okay? Like... Microsoft could do it too. Microsoft could purchase Take Two with Rockstar Games included with that. Okay. Google could do it. Apple could do it. Amazon could do it. Sony couldn't do it. Right. And not to say that Rockstar would like to be exclusive on any of the platforms because it's the best selling piece of entertainment ever. Right. So they don't want to be just pigeonholed to one particular thing but if google could like line something up and i'm not even talking about just for stadia what about if stadia 2 just is a, a browser where you pay a monthly thing just like you were saying like you pay for your internet or whatever right and you, you could just play the game on your browser so you can play the next grand theft auto exclusively on your on the google browser right on chrome okay like that to me is potentially and hypothetically plausible okay because when you can't compete, you just throw money at something, and now all of a sudden you can compete, right? If Apple wanted to be part of this video game industry with a console, they could literally just purchase Sony and be like, eh, we don't need to develop our own our own system. We can just buy a system, 
okay? Like, we could just buy Atari. We could just buy Sega because that's how much money these companies have. Like, the $7 billion that, they, that Microsoft played for Bethesda is chump change in their overall picture of what Microsoft can throw at, at something if they really wanted to. So with these streaming services that Amazon's doing with their first-party titles, I can see Amazon taking their New World MMO that they have and just including it with, like, Prime or including it with the... You get the service, you automatically get the MMO first-party title. Yes, you can purchase the game separately for $49 or $59, whatever it is now, New World. But potentially they could just throw it in like oh you're an amazon prime member oh boom you get you get luna for free with prime and by the way you get to play new world right they just want you in their world they just want you in their in their yeah but I, i'm gonna be honest with you though i don't believe that google and these other third parties that are trying to get involved in gaming are trying to get the piece of pie that xbox and sony has i still think in the realm of gaming I think they're talking about like the mom and pops, the uncles and the aunts, the whatever else. You're trying to sell them the idea that it's a gaming service that you can have games. So when your grandkids come over or when you guys can hang out together, you guys can play online your your card games over the thing. You know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're going to try to sell to get in like an, an every man's house. Whereas the traditional gamer who actually buys a system to actually play games and play his team based games and sports games with his buddies is separate. I don't think it's the same market. I think it's the same pool, but I think it's a different grouping of people that they're going after because in my mind, why the hell would I get Luna or Google or any of what? Like, why would I, what games do you think that you're going to have that I'm going to want from you guys that I'm going to have multiple services? Like, I don't, I don't see how that's going to run. Well, that's why I say Amazon might have a Google. I don't know how they, they make, because most of their services are free. Amazon can just implement Luna with Prime, right? They can just implement it with Prime. And you're going to be able to have a Twitch channel on there. So basically, you could watch you could watch a stream. You could watch 30 and Still Gaming on Luna in the, in the Twitch channel. I don't know if it's you opt-in or everyone's on there. I don't know how it works. But it's Amazon. So you can watch Twitch. And then if I'm playing a game, you could literally click a link and boom, you could start playing that game instantaneously. So you see me playing a game, boom, click it start to play it instantaneously so i think amazon has a better foothold on this in their streaming service one it's like i think it's 5.99 which is a good price entry point to get in two you can play it anywhere it's not it's not expensive you can play it on any of your uh, devices uh wherever they wherever they can download it to right so i think amazon's got a better game plan here than google i think google right now is just like they're dependent on that stick, right? You have to have Google Chrome. They're like, well, how do we make it easier than that? Where they don't even have to buy anything. They can just literally open up a browser and they can start playing the games. I mean, that is something they would have to try to figure out. Do you think, though, all these companies are going digital now? Do you think it's just the same as what they were for consoles? We're just getting mucky waters because now it's Xbox is trying to open up and not pigeonhole anybody. They're like, play wherever you want. Play it on PC, play it on Xbox, play it on your phone. And then here we are, we have the newcomers coming up to the block, Amazon and Google, and they're trying to get foothold. They're trying to make a market for themselves, right? Like what did what did Fortnite do, or I'm sorry, Epic Games do to break into the ground? They started their own Epic Game Store to get the market with with Steam and, and GOG, you know what I mean? Like GOG. 
They just made it themselves. They're like, let's get part of this market. Let's just open up our own store. So that's what Amazon's doing right now. And that's what Google's trying to do right now. They're trying to break into this gaming market like Xbox did, like PlayStation did back in the day when it was just Nintendo and Sega. You know what I mean? Sega, Nintendo, and Atari were the three big guys. And now we look at the landscape 30 years later. It's Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox. And now we're looking towards the future. It's Xbox, Amazon, and Google. And now PlayStation's on the outside right now looking in going, wait a minute. We don't want to go anywhere. We got we got to start moving on this. Well, oh, wow. I see this a couple ways. If If it goes this way where you have to start stacking up your business with developers that can make games for the platform that you want people to pay as a service, then I guess the good news would be that there'd be more development teams needed. So there'd be more jobs in that field because you would need to start opening up development teams to build games for these services. Right. But that takes, that's a, that takes a long time. That's, a, that's correct. The other way is they would start trying to poach current developers right now right. into going with their system and that would be a detriment to the consumer because then multiple IPs that you actually like are across multiple services right. and you can't play them because you can't buy a fucking physical copy at that point. Right. You have to buy the service in order to get it. Correct. So how would that work if I could buy the hard copy but it's a service? So right. I, own, I own an Xbox, right? I own an Xbox. I have Game Pass. You have a but, physical thing, but digital copies. I, right, right. No, no, I, no, no. It gets worse. I have Xbox. I have, I have Grand Theft Auto Six, hard copy. How did you get it so early, sir? Right, but but Google has Grand Theft Auto Six as a service only on their system. Like, how do you stop? Like, how does that work? So I can buy the hard copy for my system. But I can't I can't play it as a service because they own the rights to the service portion of it. But the hard copy anyone can buy. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it get, like, how how does this how is this going to break down? Because to it, me, my head start my head starting to hurt thinking about it. it. Like, be, how does this work? It could also be time exclusive type stuff. Like like you're saying, let's say Grand Theft Auto Six comes out next year, and they're like, Grand Theft Auto Six comes out first on Amazon Luna. Right for the first sixty days or whatever, you can only play Grand Theft Auto Six right here on Amazon. Right, right. So you pay the six bucks and you're playing it, which they don't get the full price. They're just you're just playing the game on their service, right? Right. And then it comes out two months later on Xbox, right? And then you pay the sixty bucks. Why would you pay? Why would you just you would just stay with your service on Amazon, right? You see what I'm it, saying? It, it's 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 bad, dude. If it comes out that I, I don't if see how Sony... the breakdown, I don't see how the breakdown could work. Like, let's let's use a, let's use a current example. Everyone says that everyone says that uh, Microsoft isn't going to fuck with exclusives because they're trying to be nice. I got news for you. They control enough IP where if they wanted to do exclusives, you don't you can't say shit about it. Well, you, they, you can't say gonna, shit about it. I don't think they're going to do exclusives they could do time exclusive. No, 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 but what I'm saying is exclusive meaning it's always going to be for PC and Xbox because of Game Pass. But just not Sony. Correct. Correct. But it's on PC. It's got two of the three. Right? Two of the right. three. Well, two right, of, right. The, but, of the five. But what I'm saying is that is, com that is a complete plausible thing. If Sony had this over Microsoft's head, Sony would exploit it. Why wouldn't it work the other way? Why wouldn't my, why wouldn't Microsoft take advantage of the situation by controlling this much IP that I'm going to I'm going to time gate it? For our own benefit. Why wouldn't you? 
I, I think Microsoft wouldn't do it because they would they would know that if they tried it, then they're just pushing more potential customers away. Where if they just leave it and they go, well, it's on Game Pass, it's not on Sony, but Sony guys, you can play it on PC, you can play it on your phone, you can play it on your tablet, you can play it, you know what I mean? All, all, all I'm trying to say is I don't believe for one moment that you think that Microsoft's going to have an open door policy where where they control that much IP and they're gonna they're not gonna hold back. Let's let's do the role reversal. What did Sony do to us when about Destiny? Right. They got strikes. They yeah. got strikes that we didn't get. They got this that well, you didn't doing get that with Avengers right. with Spider Man, right? right? So what makes you think that when Microsoft has the upper hand that they would not do that I, to Sony? I think I think I agree with you, but I think Phil Spencer is the type of guy that he won't do that. Now, if Phil Spencer ever leaves his position and they hire somebody else to come in, 100%, I can see them sort of like Disney when Bob Iger left and Chapek came in. He just changed up the whole fucking thing. If, if, if Spencer leaves and they happen to bring somebody else in, I can see exactly what you're saying happen. They'll be like, well, fuck Sony. We're just, we're just gonna burn this bitch down. Where Phil's like, no. We're, we're being nice because you're 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 kind to your to your enemies, right? You be nice to them because you're gonna eat them slowly away. Because he knows that if they're super nice and let other people like he's not taking the exclusives away from PlayStation right now, they're still getting Death Loop. That wasn't that was under contract. Well, they just they're just allowing the contracts for contracts happen. until they're bought out. Then contracts get null, void and nil until they say no, we're gonna honor it. They said we're gonna honor. The contract. They didn't have to honor the contract. They could have been like, nope, sorry. Deathloop is coming to everywhere, right? It's not just for PlayStation, okay? Uh, Tokyo uh, uh, Wire, Tokyo Wire, whatever, Ghost Wire, Tokyo. Nope, sorry, it's coming to everywhere. No, but Phil said, we're going to honor it. You guys have the exclusives, so we'll leave it for you, with you guys now. But in your, in your, in your, what you're saying is Starfield could, Starfield could be exclusive for just PC and, and for Xbox. I mean, you already know off the top of your, off the top, it's going to be on Game Pass. So why not get an Xbox for $300 and then get your Starfield and get your, get your Elder Scrolls 6 when it comes down the line on Xbox? If you want to play it on PlayStation, it might not be there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see Phil Spencer doing what you're saying but i do see microsoft in the long run doing what you're saying i just don't think phil would do it i think phil is just a really nice guy and he likes to kill him with kindness type of thing right like he he he's got the upper hand at this moment but again if sony just picks up a big company or one swing of it you know what i'm saying because there was supposed to be a lot of exclusives there was actually talk that starfield was going to be a time exclusive on playstation Okay, they were going to get first dibs and it wasn't going to be anywhere else except PlayStation for the first 30 to 60 days. People would have been pissed. Okay. If they do the exact same with Microsoft, at least you could play it on PC and Xbox. So it's exclusive for Microsoft, but not exclusive for, for the gamers. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Let me bring up the next story. Uh, we got the Luna. We got... Uh, Quick, quick reference, uh, Torchlight 3 uh, for PC, okay? It's coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One release date announced. Let me tell you guys, if you guys want to know about more of Torchlight, Torchlight 3, uh, the actual date, if they have it here, hold on. I think it just comes out early. Oh, we'll launch October 13th. So we're just 12 days away from uh, the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One with a Switch release later this year so torchlight 3 if you guys were waiting for it 
maybe you helped back it back in the day it is now coming on the consoles uh, and you'll be able to play it. Uh, I like Torchlight 1 and 2, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Torchlight 3 to come out uh, to play that. I was always like, oh man, it's exclusive only for this. And I, I hated that. Uh, the next story, what, how much time do we have? Yeah, we got 20 minutes left. Okay, Jason Schreier. I talked about this conversation the other day. Okay. Cyberpunk 2077, crunch time. Crunch time, crunch time, crunch time. Okay. You have every right, if you're against it, if you're for it, whatever it is. Okay. That's not my, my stake here. My stake here is he sent a tweet out. And the tweet says, last year, the bosses of CD Projekt Red approached me for an interview. They wanted to announce that for Cyberpunk 2077, they would be uh, avoiding mandatory crunch. Okay, this week, they sent an email out to staff announcing studio-wide mandatory crunch. That's the clickbait title. Then you click on the actual article, okay? And what, what happens is it's never brought up of the case scenario that's happening right now. Now, Jason Schreier on other companies has said, I, I hate how these gamers are entitled and they feel like that what's happening in the world is not important and they're not going to get their game, right? And he took a stand like that earlier in the year. But now CD Projekt Red, because he interviewed them a year ago, which was May, May 19th of 2019, they said we're not going to do mandatory crunch. Now, since that point, okay, one of the people that tipped him off in the email said that they've been asking people uh, for the last couple of months um, to, to do it, okay? And my thing is, does that person know, because there's no proof that they're mandatory making it, and I'm not talking about what he's talking about now, earlier this year, right? Where they've already started working for a couple months ahead of time. Now, in a, in, a, in a scenario like every job I've ever had, every job, from retail to working my trade skill in the film industry, crunch time exists, okay? Crunch time exists. It just That's just what it is, okay? Like, I gave a couple examples the other day. Like, a doctor works hours, 12, 14, 16 hours, right? Some days it might be eight hours, 10 hours, right? And they're like, hey, I'm about to go home. And all of a sudden, a guy comes running through the door right, on a stretcher, and he's missing an arm, and they have to seize it back up, right? Does the doctor go, ugh, crunch time. I'm about to go home with my wife and kids and just hang out. No, his job is, oh shit, I got to do this. I got I to gotta do my job, right? Doesn't matter what's happening, does his job, gets it done, sews the dude's arm back on, and and the happy story, okay? Goes back to his wife, sorry I'm late to dinner. I had to sew someone's arm back on. He came right five minutes before, right? People hate when like the store's about to close and someone's like, oh, I just need one more thing. And they're like, oh, come on, man. Meanwhile, doctor or lawyer's in the office for 20 hours trying to save somebody for going to prison for 20 hours or 20 years because they didn't want to put the crunch time in. You, you see what I'm saying? So crunch time happens in every industry. I don't care if you're a waiter and some guy comes in two minutes before closing and then you have to do crunch time because you have to stay for an extra two hours because you have to serve that table and get it out because you serve until you close at eight. They got in before eight and you got you to gotta serve them crunch time. Crunch time happens. Movie industry, crunch time always happened, right? They set a schedule. They're like, oh, we're doing 12 hours today. It's a music video. We're only shooting for three days. All right, cool. Oh, we didn't get all the shots that we need. Now we need to go for 14 hours, 16 hours, 20 hours, 22 hours, 24 hours, 32 hours, right? You get paid. Now, there are some people that don't get overtime. 
in this article, they are getting paid overtime by the law of Poland. Okay, so they are getting their pay. So crunch time happens. Now, the game was supposed to come out last year. Okay, it got postponed to February. Then it got postponed again. And then it got postponed again, which is coming out in just six weeks. <clears throat> so Jason Schreier says that they reneged on what they said. But what he doesn't put in his article is that there's a pandemic going on. And since May 19th of 2019, when they didn't know this was going to happen in 2020, where they were going to work at home and not be able to do what they do normally on the game, that they did ask mandatory six-day work weeks for everybody as crunch time to get the game done. I personally don't see a problem with something like this. I also don't see a problem if... I asked Sarge to come in on Saturday, like Lumberg. Let's think of, of, of office space, okay? Uh, yes, yeah, Sarge, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. And then you're like, well, I, I, I got plans this weekend, right? And you're like, okay, great. So then they come over to me, and they ask me. And I go, yeah, sure, I'll work it, right? Then they go back to you the following week, and they say, hey, Sarge, you know, can you work this week? And you're like, ah, no, nah, I got to hang out with that. I, I got some plans this week. And they're like, all right, that's strike two, right? We asked you. They... They respect you enough to ask you before they ask me, right? Because you've been in the company longer. So they're asking you to see if you want to work, okay? You say no twice. Now the third time comes around. They're like, hey, you want to work? You're like, nah, nah, I just can't work. And they're like, all right, go back to me three times. Now, are they judging me or are they just doing their job going, well, this person I asked three times. They didn't want to work. This person took the job three times and worked his ass off. Now, six months, eight months down the line, promotions are going through you've been in the company for two years i've only been in the company six months okay now i get promoted okay is it are they are they are they tallying things off yeah they are because when they asked you when crunch time was happening you said no and then i was like yeah sure yeah i have no kids yeah whatever i'm i'm, I'm there for you right they're like well he was there for us when we needed him the most Right. And that's how jobs work. That's how it works. They look at who's loyal and who's not loyal, who is willing to do what it needs to take to get the job done. So with this CD Project Red that asks six weeks of mandatory six day work weeks and you're going to get paid overtime. OK, with your pay. OK. My problem is not with crunch time. My problem is the reporting is done and he's a good reporter. OK, but he dropped the ball on this particular article because he doesn't bring up what's happening in planet earth in 2020 right he just says well this company told me that they were not going to have mandatory uh crunch time and here they are these fucking liars basically is what he's saying and that to me is bad journalism okay i call bullshit i call bullshit you have to report the way it is it can't be good for one company to come on guys they're working at home you can't expect them to give this game out and then these guys have a game they're like well just delay it just delay it. You don't have to do crunch time and because of uh, its safety precautions and stuff. You make your own life and choices of what you do in your job, right? Sometimes you work. Black Friday, you got to work. You got to put crunch time in when crazy people are busting down the door to get a television set for $250. And you have to stay in the store at midnight that night on Thanksgiving right after you ate turkey. That's crunch time for those people that work in retail, right? Do people feel bad for them? No, that's the job they picked because they needed to work on the holidays, right? So what is the difference? What is the difference between overtime, Sarge, and crunch time? Crunch time is like the dev term of I'm working overtime and overtime for everybody else in the world is just overtime. 
Well, crunch time is being used to say that they are forcing employees to work long hours away from their family for low pay and they get nothing out of it type of thing. That's that's what that's how they want to paint the picture. But as you said, and as anybody who's worked in the workforce for more than a few years understands that sometimes you got to get the job. The job has to be done. Now, if they delay it, let's say they delay it. But it's only a video said. game, Sarge. Right. It's only a right. video game. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the job is the job is the job. hundreds of million dollar video game that they've spent yeah. money on. Right. Yeah. This is the job is the job. If you delay it, you're still losing money. Right. If I delay the game, we don't pay for it, and, and it takes longer to get the game out. I'm. It, it's eating more into my profits because I have to pay more out for the employees to get paid anyway. So either I pay them now and get it done, or I stretch it out longer, and I'm still have to, either way. But we have dates to get it out by because we want to be out for the holidays. Right. We want to be out for the time where people are actually spending money. It's completely plausible how this goes. So, am, would I be upset? No, because I know crunch time is a real thing. Everyone's got to stop crying. That's how it has to be. Now, if the whole job, Monday through Friday, all the time, no matter what, is you are working 14-hour days and only get one day off forever. Right. Like, that's your right. normal. That's your, number one, you shouldn't be working there. Well, that's that's people right. that make shoes in, in right. third-world countries, right, for pennies. Right. Right? You, need, you need, Right. You need to be in a different profession. But as far as development teams go, yes. There are things that happen outside of our control. They didn't pick a pandemic, right? And let's be fair, okay? A month out, it's a month out, okay? Month and a half, yeah. Right? There's not any major changes going on right now. This could just be we are trying to polish up this game to make sure it's the best product that we can get for the holidays. Right. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want this Listen, put yourself in put yourself in their position. They released two two classics, three classics. Plus, they've been working seven years on this. Seven right? years. Right, right. They, they've had three classics. Everybody loves them. The pressure's on them so badly that this game needs to be good because that's all they've ever released. They've, all, they've only released good games, right? So now you have to be in their shoes and like, well, man, if we if we release this game and it's like half-ass. We're like everyone or, else. Or, or it doesn't work. Or right. It doesn't work. Right. right. Then we are ever like everybody We're like else. everyone else. Right. Right. And I don't think they want to. I don't think they want. I, I think they want to release a good product. So if they're going to call a month out, six weeks out, that it's time for crunch time, all hands on deck. Let's polish this game up before it goes out. Because as someone who's prideful in the in the work that they do, I want to release a good product. That's the way that that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. I I, I have more issue with the article that he wrote then with the actual crunch time itself again creature in that crunch time in that industry is a little different too like how how is it how is crunch time different there than when i work uh 12 hour days when i'm, I'm shooting a television series or a feature film for six months or a reality show when they told me it was 12 hour work days and then i ends up 14 ends up 16 ends up 22 eight days straight 20 days straight four hours sleep how how is that any different than what I'm doing in my industry, or what a firefighter does, or what a what a, a doctor does, or a paramedic does in any of their in their fields. Here's the thing: I went to a school called Full Sail, which is a tech school, right? It's a trade school. Okay, in that school they teach video game design. Okay, I went to school with a lot of people that are working on major games right now in the industry. Okay, 
when they started school, okay, 20 years ago, when we were in school, we were taught from the start that when you get into this industry, you're going to be working weird hours. So what did they do for us to train us for this? My school was 24-7, 13-month program. 24-7, 13-month program. I went to lecture for four hours. Some days you would have a two-hour break and then go into four-hour, eight-hour labs, okay? And you did this constantly. After you were done, I slept maybe four hours, eight hours. Ask my wife when we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. She barely ever saw me, okay? 13 months every day I was in school, and working because that's what it was. It was a lecture, then it was a lab teaching you real world what would happen scenarios that was happening, okay? Okay, that's exactly how you were taught. So as a game designer, at least from that school, to come out of that school and get a job and be shocked that you're gonna be having crunch time is mind boggling to me, okay? It's already known going in that that's what it is, okay? Okay. They already know going in show pro guys, the guys that work on the on the shows for setting up the lights for for live stage. They know that they have to work 14, 16 hours setting up all the stuff. And when the, the show gets out at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, they're literally driving in and taking that shit down in the middle of the night because that's the job they signed up for. That's the job they signed up for. That's what they were trained for. That's what they were known for. So. When someone goes, uh, crunch time, I want to go back and pet my dog and hang out with my family. You have a choice as a human being to go, you know what? I don't want to work this job. I don't want to put the 16 hours in. I don't want to put the 14 hours in. Okay. And you know what? There's a tissue. You pull the tissue out. You wipe your tears off. You blow your nose. You throw it away. And that's exactly what they'll do with you. You either show up and work or they let you go and get someone else that wants to do the job. Okay. That knows what it is that they're going to be working big hours. I talked about this on my stream the other day, and I'll say it again here. We're pussified as a nation, okay, of a world. People are pussified, okay, of how ethic works and how a hardworking person does. In the old days, and I use this example, I don't even say it right, I walked uphill backwards, barefooted up the snow, okay, 10 miles. That's whatever the, whatever the fucking saying is that the old people used to say. And now we have to walk 10 feet to our job, to our desk, okay? And we're complaining that it's too hard or it's too, it's too strenuous or too stressful and I need a hug and, and whatever else it is. And to me, it's just, we're pussified. We're pussified as a nation, okay? And I don't mean nation, I mean worldwide, okay? Worldwide. That oh, no, the, we're, we, got, we have a good stake in it. We'll, we'll say this country's got a good stake in it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it just, it just seems weird to me that you're like, oh yeah, I'll take the job. Uh, do you know what the job is? I don't care. I just want the money. And then when they tell you that you have to work 14 hours, 16 hours, 20 hours, 10 days in a row or 20 weeks of a, of a of 52 weeks a year, they're shocked and they're, they're amazed. They're like, oh, God, I, 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 I. you can make that choice. Don't take the hours, but then take the consequences that happens with it. Not get a promotion. Don't get asked to come out and hang out when they go out to drinks or do something else, right? Whatever it, whatever the scenario that you work in, it's in everyone's job. Everyone has crunch time. Everyone has overtime. Everyone has the same thing, okay? I'm not saying it's right, okay? But what I'm saying is everyone has it. They call it crunch time for devs, and they call it overtime for everyone else. Most of the devs are paid salaries. The ones that are subcontract are paid by just a contract. 
and they're trying to get a full-time position. That's their dream job, right? They're, they're contract workers and they're trying to get a full-time job and they can't and they're, they're fighting for it. They're trying to get it. Look at Twitch, look at YouTube, we're all streamers. We're all fending for the stuff. Do you think the person that streams 24 seven is complaining about crunch time? No, because there's no big guy paying them, right? They're on their freelancers and they're all for themselves. So it's okay to do crunch time when a new game comes out and they do 24 seven streams. Is it healthy? No, but people do it because they make their own choices. Okay, again, I don't care about that. I hate that journalists write the shit they write and they don't give the full story. There's a pandemic going on. Of course they had to do mandatory crunch because they lost eight months of development time because they had to take their computers and work from home. Okay, they all are usually in a building together where they can pass notes and do all the stuff and go, okay, this is what's working, this is what's not working. Now they have to email it or they have to drive it on a unicycle across the, the, the street to get to the next guy's house. Right, that's the problem right now. Let's go to the next topic, Sarge, which is is short and sweet. Okay, Spider Man. Okay, the Spider Man thing is is bumming me out. Okay, and there's more to the story, but they just won't admit to it. I, I understand. Working in the entertainment industry, this is 100% means contractual stuff is happening, and they couldn't want to pay it. Okay, in my opinion. Okay, I'm not saying this is proof of it. Okay, it says today's news about Peter Parker face model uh, has surprised some of you. No, it surprised every single person. Nobody thought that a game that came out two years ago would be changed for the main actor. Okay, just swap out like like deep faked him. Okay, <clears throat> totally understands your reaction. Heck, even it took me a while to get uh, used to this uh, Peter's new look. But as we discussed, the franchise future, the moving to the PlayStation 5 has quickly become apparent to the delivering even more believable looking characters made finding a better facial match for the actor. Now, the actor that does the motion cap is Yuri, who is the same person. So they didn't change the motion cap of that, but they did capture a new face, okay? So he says, we care as much about this character as the attachment to him. So please know that we didn't make this decision slash change lightly, as we did throughout the development of Marvel Spider-Man. We'll continue to read more comments, listen, and as always, be looking for ways to improve every facet of the game at the same time. I hope you can trust us in the decision is as what we feel the best for the future of our franchise and our upcoming goals for this beloved Marvel character. Now, if you guys haven't seen it, this is what the new guy looks like. Okay, this is what the new guy looks like. Uh, he looks like a 14-year-old boy, okay? And I have nothing against this actor who, who portrayed this character uh, for Spider-Man, okay? But the problem I see with this is, is kind of unheard of. It's a remastered of a game, okay? I don't really don't care that you change the face, but I have a problem with the face of the person that you chose because he looks like he's 14. Spider-Man in this particular story was in his early 20s 23 24 kind of spoilerish if you if you haven't played the game but there's there's drama between him and Mary uh um uh, Mary Jane right they had a relationship they broke up they're trying to work it out meaning they had a relationship he had sex with her there's another character in the game that they talk about having sex with right like in 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 discretion okay where she had a, a has a kid and he's like oh my god i might be the father Okay, and you're like, all right, cool. But now you look at this kid's face, and now I'm thinking back playing that game, 
And Mary Jane to me looks like a sexual predator because she's the same character who looks like she's in her 20s. And this is her boyfriend who's 14, okay, who looks weird. It just looks out of place and looks strange. Now, going forward, they say this is the best for their future, meaning this game probably wasn't supposed to be out for PlayStation 5. Negotiation contracts happen. The actor probably wasn't getting his money, right? And they said, you know what? Screw them. We'll just hire someone else moving forward to do Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Something had to happen contractually, okay? I'm sure Jason Schreier will figure it out with his investigative reporting, okay? Someone will figure it out and tell us down the road. But this seems very odd to me, especially that this is the number one selling Insomniac game of all times. This is their best-selling game of all times, and all of a sudden they change their main character and they swap them out. It's different than what Destiny did, because all they did was change the voice of, of the ghost, okay? They changed the ghost. This is like, they, someone said, well, because Tom Holland is, is Spider-Man, he's playing a younger Spider-Man. Even though Tom Holland himself is older, he's playing a young Spider-Man, okay? Great, but the Spider-Man in the, in the cinematic universe is playing a high school kid. That's what he's playing. He's playing a high school kid. This character was playing a 10-year veteran superhero that went through high school, went through college, went through, went through shit, right? Went through relationships and all this, and he's still growing as a person. And then you cast this character, and it just looks weird it just looks weird and the and for them to say they they were trying to find a face that matches the voice seems really strange as well right so what do you think about this i don't see why they would spend the money to do this kind of swap for just a video game right i i go down the route i go down the road of of common sense if you're gonna pay someone new to be the face of the guy because of what your future is going to be, then that says to me that something happened with the with, other actor. With the other actor, right? Right. Something happened where either he wanted to get paid because this was supposed to be, and this is what I'm thinking about, like this was supposed to be another game. So yes. he, should got, he, should, he should have gotten another check because this is a brand new game. They're turning it into a DLC, and so they're saying that they don't owe him as much because it's not a full product or whatever lingo that they want to use. Otherwise, why would you? Why, why would this even happen? What, what, what could possibly be going on that you would need to erase somebody from your game to put a new guy in as you're going forward? Yeah, it, it just seems very odd. But why would it just why would it just be this guy now? And just the next the next thing that comes out, just a different guy. Who cares? It's a fucking video game. Right. 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 But the only way that this makes sense is because there's a contractual something happened with the contract. I, I, I believe, and this is in my head only, right? I believe that this DLC for Miles Morales was supposed to be DLC for PlayStation 4. And what they did was they took it and made it into its own game over here. And then when they said that they're moving PlayStation 4 Spider-Man over to PlayStation 5. It wasn't in his contract. And like, wait a minute, do I get paid for this too? And they're like, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, you don't get paid for that. Even though you did the work, we're taking you out of that. And we're pushing you off to the side. And we, we hired someone else probably for cheaper, right? They they, they probably got it for cheaper. Um, my best example of this is this is not a, this is not a 
remake, right? This is literally taking the 2018 remastering it and putting it back out so we can we can buy it again, okay? With new graphics. This is like taking Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, okay, back in the day and deep faking Tom Holland's face on him. Okay? You're not redoing another Spider-Man. Right, you're not doing why? another Spider-Man. But you're you're got, literally just taking his sense. face and putting it on his face, and then just saying, "Yeah, it's a new Spider-Man," because you don't want to yes, pay Tobey Maguire, right? Because you don't yeah, want to pay Tobey Maguire. Yeah, but does it make sense? You already you you did the job. You got paid. You already did the job. I don't understand what this is. Th- this why is this even a thing? He should be getting paid again because they're they're selling it again. So his contract probably said that no, you can't do that because now I, I need to get paid on this that my contract doesn't say that and they're like yeah it doesn't say that because we're kicking your ass out and we're, we're paying someone else right that's what they're saying they haven't said that but that's what it seems like because it just seems very strange that you would take a number one hit yeah, of your game and then just all of a sudden take the, the main actor the main actor of the game and then just kick him out and replace him with somebody else yeah but for the, it, it's really bizarre because you already got paid for the job. Doing a remake of the game, it's not a new game. No. It's a remake. It's, the it's same a remaster game. of the game. Yeah, it's the same yeah, game. That's why, it, that's why it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Make sense. Why? It makes sense going forward to me that they, his contract said something. They there, didn't like the there's contract. Some kind of, there's some kind of legalese going on. There's some kind of legalese. There, that's the only explanation yeah. for this. Because you do a job, you got paid for the job. Right. I did the, I did the motion capture. I did the job. The job's done. Because they could have easily, Good. they could have easily, from this game to the next game, they could have introduced something like the spider-verse like he went through and this is a different spider-man they, they literally could have just said that this is a different spider-man but no they're remastering the game bringing it over here and now it's a completely different person it's gonna look weird when i see it and i see mary jane talking to him or having a conversation with him because i'm gonna look at it and go is he even old enough to have sex with you like i understand it's a video game i understand but i'm, I'm in the story right it just doesn't make his face doesn't make sense for the story he he might be 24 but he doesn't look like he's 24 Right, he looks like he's fourteen, right? And his voice sounds the same because it is the same. His voice is the same. It's just changing the actual face of the of the it thing. Makes, it, it, makes it, no makes no it makes, it no, makes sense. no sense. It makes no sense. It's 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 like they did it just to to do it. I, it does that doesn't make sense either. It has to be some contractual thing. Chat, tell me what you guys think. Do you think this is some contractual thing that they won't we won't ever find out about? And and who gives a shit? I just think it's weird, right? It's a video game podcast. This is about a video game. It's just kind of weird. And another story I want to talk about before we end this, which is another absolute, like, ridiculous one, okay, is this one right here, okay? Randy Orton's tattoo artist is suing WWE 2K Games, okay? Orton's arm tattoos are unmistakable, okay? You look at his arms, you're like, yeah, that's Randy Orton. I know who that is, okay? So, but who owns the copyright on them? Does the artist who does the art, the, the actual art, own the art on him? Does he own it? He paid for it. Take Two Games and WWE are being sued by the artist because they didn't get permission, okay, by the tattoo artist who inked Orton's arms, okay? This is ridiculous to me, okay? She claims that the arm art was reproduced without her permission. Now, I've never, I've never heard of this before, but someone brought to my attention that this also happened to LeBron James in 2K uh, basketball, okay? If I walk into an artist for a tattoo and say, I would like you to make this thing or do whatever you want on my arm, okay? I just want a cool, badass tattoo, okay? Great. Everyone will see it because I'm a wrestler and they'll see your art. Cool, okay? Did she have to give consent 
for WWE to show Orton on wrestling? Probably not. Is this photo taken right here? Did did someone get their permission from her to take this photo and to post it? Probably not. But yet the video game company scans his body in for the thing because WWE owns his likeness and he chose to get a tattoo and then the tattoo is on his body and then they put it in the in the game because it's on the actual wrestler that WWE paid for to put in the actual game. This to me is absolutely astonishingly stupid. Now I know some people are like, well, she does own the art. Yes. If she went to a store and picked up Orton like a canvas and said, I'm going to paint you how much and she paid him to put off stuff on him. Okay, maybe she did. Maybe she did pay money to put art on him. And maybe that's why she has to get permission. Okay. But if he walked in and says, hey, I would like you to tattoo my arm. And this is what my concept is. Okay. Then she's just an artist. And when he walks out that door, you don't own my fucking art on my arms because you did it. I paid you a service. Paid and done. I paid you to ink up my arm and now i'm a wrestler i go on to thing i'm making millions and billions of dollars off of wwe okay how in the world is this going to work her suing now are there any lawyers in the in the chat i know there's at least one okay is this even plausible could she have a case can she win okay because he she owns the art and didn't get if that's the case then every tattoo artist on earth that tattooed uh, that tattooed anybody in the entertainment industry is owed royalties for having their art shown on, on, on movies and stuff without their consent. Am I right? Sure, it's America. You can sue anybody for anything. True. True. But does she have a leg to stand on? Can, can she prove that she's lost something in this where that's why she needs to get compensation is what my thing is, right? Because that, if she's suing for money, is she going to make this exact art on someone else's body? And now because it's in a video game, someone's like, nah, I don't want it. Like, is that hurting her art business of making that tattoo? It's a one-of-a-kind tattoo. It's not like she's making multiple copies of this tattoo on, like, thousands of people. All her lawyer will want to do is get past the summary judgment motion. That's legal jargon. I don't know what that means. <laughs> because then you can have a jury trial. Ah, okay. Well, it's it's going to federal court. It's in it's in federal court. So I just thought it was I thought it was funny to bring up. What do you think about this, Sarge? Do you think do you think that, that she owns the art so they have to ask permission? I, I, I don't I don't know enough about law to talk about this, but it just seems a little strange to me. It, it seems like the, a cash grab. This is the equivalent of a cash grab. But wouldn't it cost more to just go? You're going up against 2K and you're going up against WWE, two of the major companies <laughs> that have a lot of money. And I'm sure they're being sued multiple times like this from other people. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I would feel completely different about this if she was suing EA. Well, I think she would sue I, Orton. I, right. I think 2K Games doesn't need to, does doesn't need this kind of pressure. I think she, I think this should have been an EA thing. And if she was suing EA, I'd be all well, for EA it. EA doesn't I mean, even make go. it. Oh, if you're saying EA made this game, yeah. right, right. If this is this is an EA classic right now. This is, <laughs> I feel bad for 2K. I personally think she should sue Orton. If she's gonna sue anybody, 
she would have to sue Orton because how Orton, can she sue the guy that bought the tattoo? Well, he didn't ask permission him? to get filmed to use it in a video game, right? I mean, that would make more sense to me than suing the actual company who owns the likeness of him. Why not sue WWE? He's displaying it all the time. That's what I'm saying. She is. She's she's suing WWE and 2K. Right? I don't know. I just think it's funny. I just think it's it's, it's hilarious. It, so it sounds like it sounds like she's trying to get out of the tattoo business. <laughs> no, it sounds like she. It sounds like she wants to do. It sounds like somebody wants to get out of the tattoo business. Yeah. That's that's what this sounds like. She's like fucking a man. It took me. It took me seventy six hours. I had crunch time on that guy's arm. Okay, and I, I need to get compensated for my crunch time. That's what she's doing right now. She's like, if if they can get crunch time for for CD Projekt Red, I need my crunch time money. I don't know. It might sue you guys and YouTube for showing this. Maybe George, wouldn't that be great publicity? Uh, you know, to get us out there. Hold on, smile, Sarge. We need, we need to get a good picture. So when they post in the in the post. They pick that picture right there. That's that's what they'll do. Uh, two two guys, two guys on the internet suing. You're not you're not getting anything out of me. I got nothing to sue for. <laughs> yeah, sue everybody, sue everybody. Go for it. Take take my channel here. I'll give you everything I own. There you go. There you go. I own that cup. I own that cup. All right. Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 236 is in the can. I do appreciate you guys coming out and listening. If you're first time here, hit that subscribe button over on uh, YouTube. Hit that like button. helps me out very much. We're trying to get our, uh, our subscription up. Uh, please spread the word if you like this podcast in any way, shape, or form. If you didn't, hit the thumbs down. I don't care. Interact with the button. Just interact with something. Hit the subscribe. Hit the, hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs down, middle finger up, middle finger down, whatever. Just interact with it. Comments down below. Uh, if you missed any portions of this, it'll be on right after this, right on YouTube. Uh, no download necessary. It's it'll it'll be live right after. Uh, this show is over. But if you'd like to continue watching uh, me play a video game, we're gonna be playing Marvel Avengers over on Twitch, Twitch.tv/30andStillGaming. I do appreciate you very much. Make sure you follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey on twitter make sure you follow me on 30 and still gaming on twitter and come follow my twitch at twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming you can find all our information uh at 30 and still gaming live everything that we do is there all the videos all the audio all the stuff uh check it out uh other than that appreciate you guys listening see you guys in the next one take care guys two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.